0: and Fez show starts come on NOW
1: Buddies, it's the Ron Fez show. It is uh, Thursday, September nineteenth. Artist of the day, of course, uh, the great Neil Young, part of Farm Aid, uh, which is upstate New York this weekend. Eight six six Ron zero Fez, eight six six Ron zero Fez. Here is uh, Roy in Baltimore. Hey, Roy.
2: Hey, Ron. How you doing? I want to talk about this DC shooter guy. I don't I don't want to rehash or anything I know it's on the desk, but I think that he was on bath salts. I don't know if I've never heard it brought up by anybody. No, I've never heard that. Yeah. The, the symptoms they're describing. I mean, I had, I was, I had an addiction for, for like about a year, a couple of years back on those. And I had the same symptoms, the, the vibrations and the, the hearing voices. I even had a list right now that people I was going to go, tea, and, and uh, just to throw myself t- so totally crazy. Ro, so I Ro, think that's what it is.
1: Bro, you can help me out here. How does one get addicted to uh, a fucking hideous drug like bath salts?
2: <laughs> I don't know, man. I was, I'm an addict. I was an addict, and uh, I was an alcoholic, and I was on pills really bad. But, and I, wh- I but what was the
1: high that you were enjoying on bath salts?
2: Oh, I don't want to...
1: It uh, looks I mean, like a it, fucking nightmare to me. That's my point. You know what I mean? No, it like, I looks mean, it insane.
2: Was, I loved it at the time. I mean, it was like... It, I quit everything else that day I started it because it so and, and it's so addictive. But I don't want to cause anybody else to go do that shit. So, I
1: doubt um, very many people are going to...
2: Not too many people
1: done it. I don't think a lot of people yeah, would think true. to themselves, "Bath salts is the next drug for me." It, it just <laughs> no, looks like marriage.
2: I'm, I'm telling you, dude. It's like, but yeah, once uh, once I got hooked, though, I was hooked,
1: and I just threw myself totally crazy. Now, and uh, you say, "Hooked?" Thinking, are you saying there was a physical addiction or a psychological? addiction. Physical, yeah, but I mean, it's definitely physical
2: and psychological. Uh, I mean, it got to the point I was doing a lot of it and I was just t- 24-7 on it all the time, so I, mean, I don't know I don't want to go over it, all that I'm just saying well it's a tough it's addiction
1: because now every time you want to take a bath it's right fucking next to you you know <laughs> yeah. it's like if I had to take a coke shower I don't know if I could fucking Dusty. not fucking lean my nostrils up
2: <laughs> yeah, I I hate and but you're I'm all clean now yeah, I'm
1: clean, I'm sober, I'm good, man. All right, good, man. All right, uh, all right, I'm going to pass along to bath salts addiction to see if it's in there. All right, man. Peace. Get my heads up. I, I, I think, right, think that the similarities between bath, being high on bath salts and being clinically insane are probably not that far apart.
3: Bath salts are one of the weirdest fucking things because they're totally legal.
1: Did you... Um, so is alcohol, and that's fucking, you know, addictive. But did you ever find yourself redoing drugs that you did not like? Um, I've
3: drugs I've tried, I've maybe doing a couple times, and decide, alright, I don't like this, but no, I don't I've I don't, never, I've I just, go
1: back. I just went, even when it was bad. Like, PCP, uh. I always thought, wow, this is fucking stupid, but kept going. And the same with, uh, any kind of speed. It's so fucking annoying. And yet you're like, yeah, okay. Let's, let's have do some sleep speed. Let's, uh, yeah, let's not sleep and chew the inside of our mouth. Okay. That's fucking great. <sighs> Kids nowadays, huh? With their fucking Atari games and <laughs> these Walkmans, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm telling you, and there's something else. I mean you send a kid to his room, it's like sending him on vacation. I mean, it's something else. Yeah. And I don't know, break dancing, you're gonna break your goddamn hip dancing. That's what I'm saying. You know, what, you know what I mean? With these kids. Yeah, they're
3: up in their room smoking yeah. their bath salts. Yeah. Playing their pong.
1: Um they're their fives. <laughs> You know, when I was a kid, I wanted to smoke basalts, but I had to go work in the mills, okay? I'm sorry, I wanted to get high, but I had to drive fucking Hitler out of Poland. That's what my generation did. We won the fucking war, the greatest generation of all. WW2. I was gonna say NAM. We stopped those fucking NAM. We. I consider that a tie, really. I, Vietnam, it's not so much a win or a loss, as it's, it's getting dark, and my mom's calling, and I, I gotta head home. But I will say this to the country of Vietnam. We're not done, motherfuckers. That was around one. Alright, we're gonna candy camera your ass when you least expect it. Boom, we're in. And you know fucking people in Vietnam are just like this. Did you hear something? It sounded like fucking...
3: Ah. It would have to be a lot easier this time. I mean, there's no VC left.
1: Yeah, they're all VC. Wait, what? Yeah, they're all the Kong. What did you think? What did you think?
3: I figured, you know, they, you know, war's over, VC done. Or they're, they're, they're done with oh, they No, they never
1: stopped being VC. Oh, my God. In the meantime, they've still never heard of a fucking iPad over there. So I, who's now who's the winners? The fucking. for you. NAM's really never ended then. The fucking VC are still over there. That's like saying if, you know, the fucking Germans are still left in Germany. I don't understand what you think the VC are. Some outside thing? I thought it was like a split group in the country. Oh. They won the fucking war. Oh, yesterday when I was walking home, there was some kind of crazy Syria uh, thing going on where the people were fucking... I couldn't tell if they were for Assad or against Assad. So they're just yelling out shit, and they're yelling at the cars, and the cops are around them to kind of chill them out. And then in this fucking... And I'm not making this up. They went into a, hey, hey ho-ho, some crazy Syrian man (laughs) has got to go. Hey, hey, ho-ho. And I was like, I'm fucking baffled. I mean, they're obviously Syrians, but at the same time, it seems like they're Yankees fans. I guess you can be such a thing. You know, you live here long enough. You're like, um, after a while, you're like, uh, I can't believe the fucking Yanks made that trade. It just seems like the stupidest idea ever. Unbelievable. It happens.
3: Also, um, they I ran into one of those, they were just blaming the Jews. Were they blaming the Jews, And the, the one you ran into?
1: Well, I mean, obviously, yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. You know, I mean, both sides can agree to that fact. At least <laughs> we're not the fucking it. Jews. All right, good. It's you consistency. Know? We're, uh, you know, we hate each other, but we really hate the Jews. The, uh, The Jews have probably, like, looking out, going like this. You know, we've been here a long time. We still haven't made any friends.
3: (laughs) Just wars. Just one after another.
1: Well, I don't know. They just have the Palestine thing. I mean, since 67, have they really been in a war? And that one was fucking quick.
3: Like three days or whatever.
1: They tore shit up. Right, so the war thing is off. Well, no, the the people are still constantly throwing bombs them well that's huh? the palestinians that's more or less for them they consider that more of a terrorism problem correct yeah, i guess that would technically be terrorism the war on terrorism you're just in a you're in a fucking place today huh <laughs> and i know it's Watley's not even he's just gripped in he's fucking lit in i'm sure i'm gonna guess either two things are happening number one uh someone said something to him before the show mm. Or two, there's a topic that he's hoping to leap at. Did you take care of the business you were supposed to before the show today?
4: Yeah, I got that done right before the show. So
1: we're all done. It's all fixed. Just about, yes. Just about is not the word I like. (laughs) Um, I don't know what... All I'll say is this. Uh, Fez's mustache now looks like... Jim, Jim, sh- uh, socks. That there was something red in the laundry, and it was just. A, I guess you tried to wash out all the colors.
4: Well, it was washing out by itself. And last night, on my way home, a transvestite on Christopher Street stopped to look at it, stopped me, and said, "Could she look at it?" And then grabbed it and about yanked it out of my face.
1: <laughs> That's assault. You know, if any of us said that there was something wrong with transvestites, we would be accused of homophobia.
3: I'm 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 homophobic guy number one around here, I guess.
1: Uh, Remember earlier, and if I was you guys, I would have pulled these clips, in the year Fez was saying that Big Brother would never allow a gay to win Big Brother. And I told him I thought there was a guy this year that could probably win it. Uh He did, the gay guy. Fez's histronics were just that so what did you do start and beat up this transvestite no i
4: said ow let go of me and then took off as fast as i could
1: that's a defense in its own way (laughs) just flight i did my version of running do you feel like you wish you had a gun on you no
4: no i wish i hadn't walked down christopher street do you feel unsafe now Yes, yes. Now, from now on, to get home, I will walk down 10th Street, because that's where the police station is.
1: Why don't you uh, call the cops, let them know when it's your time, and get somebody to walk you to your house? So you want I
4: wouldn't to, mind if that was available.
1: You wanted to move into the gay neighborhood. Yes. You have, and you find it terrifying.
4: Yeah, because this is like... I, I have had transvestites scream at me, or n- and now yank my mustache out of my face. Uh, this has happened like four times now, four or five times.
1: Yes, none of us are surprised. <laughs> we tried to tell you that.
0: Do not fight back against a the transvestite. <laughs> They're used to putting their dukes up. They're really unpredictable. Well, she was I in don't a
1: know. group. Have you seen it? Uh, did any of the other transvestites say stop pulling that old lady's mustache?
4: Well, they, they were telling her it's real. Mm. And I think she was trying to wait for it to come off, like to just peel off my face.
1: Uh, Johnny, you're on the run of Fez show.
5: Good morning, fellas. Um, I think I remember a time when Obi had a brown bag lunch and then Fez had a brown bag lunch. Yes. And there was a time when, uh, he had his glasses stolen off his face by a transvestite. Now Fez has an issue with one.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, what he's saying is I was listening to ONA. <laughs> That's basically <laughs> what he was saying.
4: My eye was mustache attacked last night.
1: Well uh, Next week, he's going to tell us that he went out shooting guns with uh, James Bond.
3: Come on, Fez. You can't bring that shit
0: in. <laughs> what kind of aha moment was she looking for? Like She was, she was looking
1: um, for it. the fucking mustache to come off. Yeah. Like he was fucking, you know.
0: Like I was wearing a big
4: fake rainbow mustache.
1: But it is the you actually now in hindsight she's right. there aren't fucking rainbow mustaches. Someone should have checked,
3: so you're making her feel bad
1: um, this would have been a great video to put up, but Fez's phone does not video <laughs>
3: what video on that
1: thing, <laughs> so you don't feel safe now in the West Village. No, I... We gotta get you out. I fucking beg you to go to Hell's Kitchen or Brooklyn. Brooklyn, actually, I think, would be the fucking place for you. Park Slope? Ooh, you'd love it. It's safe. There's a little more room. It's extremely gay-friendly. Oh, my uh God. But not sexual. It's gays that just want to be friends with other gays and not have sex with them. Mm-hmm. The kind of gays you're looking for.
4: Where's the gay part of Brooklyn? Is that Williamsburg?
1: Yes, Williamsburg. Billyburg. <laughs> they call The gays call it Billyburg. Yeah. But almost all Brooklyn is fucking gay. Okay. Red Hook would be perfect for you.
3: Oh, yeah. They'd love him there. Yeah. He'd be right next to the Ikea.
1: Ikea is what the fucking transvestites scream when they're fucking shaking his head back and forth. <laughs> Did you... Um, Just to be uh, honest here, did you have your nose in her ass or anything like that? No, I was just walking by. Was your dick in or out? That's the big question.
4: It was in my pants.
3: Wow, we can't trust him on that fact.
1: I
4: don't walk down Christopher Street with my
1: dick out. (sighs) This could have been the perfect time for you to make a friend instead of fighting with people.
4: Oh, trust me, I wasn't fighting.
1: Yeah, that's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I don't want to protect myself. <laughs> no, no, no. I let this
3: happen. No, I would have been beaten to death if it was a
1: fight. Um, Danny in Phoenix, you're on the Run of show.
2: Hey, guys. From my experience, transvestites usually attack people who aren't gay because they think they're making fun of the gays. So, Fez, maybe you're not gay.
1: You're not gay. Here's the other thing that I think probably happened. Uh, transvestite. Oh, is that real, baby? You know, touches his mustache, and he's turned that into an assault. Where they just having, instead if, of hanging out with them, having some fun?
4: No, she wanted to check out my mustache and then grabbed it really hard. Oh, Stop it! Why don't you That's do that? Kind of sensitive hair to begin with.
1: Why don't you fucking grab her fucking crotch and go? What are you fucking packing? You know, all of a sudden you're finding yourself making new friends.
4: I didn't think of that. And then I was worried about causing trouble because there was three other transvestites there.
1: Um, you're Richard, fearing... in New Jersey, you're on the run of Fez Show. Gang justice.
2: Hey, Ronnie. Yeah. Hey, Ronnie, I have to tell you, man, I was listening to ONA this morning. And your last 15 minutes on the air, I never laughed so freaking hard.
1: <laughs> Having the time of your life?
2: Great <laughs> right buddy. That's all I can tell you.
1: Okay, my man. Take it Peace out. Uh, Jay, you're on the Run of Fez show.
2: Hey, guys. How you doing? Yeah. Hey, hey, Fez, I think you should move to New Jersey, somewhere like Jersey City or Hoboken, because it's not as crazy as Manhattan. It's probably a lot stress-free for you. It's no it's joke quiet. in
1: Hoboken, Fez, and you're more of a Jersey guy. I've never felt like a Jersey guy. You look like a Jersey guy. You dress like one today. Uh, you know, you've got that fucking mustache like all those guys in Jersey. You know. It's a Jersey look. Yeah, you're a Jersey boy. Eureka you gotta Jersey. get out of the fucking West Village. Take it Bay doesn't Roots. work for you. Yeah. You're not gay and you don't wanna be around those people.
4: <laughs> I'm gay, but, and last night I did feel like running out of the West Village, yes. You should. Well, if you it doesn't like- work for you.
3: If you feel like running out of your neighborhood, then you should get the fuck out of your neighborhood.
1: Take a little control there. You hate gays. Say it. No! Do you like the guys from Al-Q? I like
4: them. They don't like
1: me. Okay. I can't get be in a real fucking conversation with them.
3: (sighs) Thez, you don't like gay people. It's obvious.
1: Um... He definitely fears them. <laughs> and those gays that you went out to dinner with, they were mean to you.
4: Yeah, they well, yeah. And tried to contact them again and just got totally blown off.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: As you fear the entire gay lifestyle, right? I mean, that's what it seems like.
4: Well, I fear the sex and I fear getting <laughs> killed.
1: You sound like a straight guy. That's how straight <laughs> guys feel around gays.
0: They're going to rape me in the shower, and they're going to kill me when I'm not looking.
1: That's basically the he, Here's the thing. Here. It was Pinellas Park just, like, extremely safe, and that makes everything else look scary?
4: Um, yeah, I think it was pretty safe. I never thought of it that way in comparison.
1: Maybe that's where you'd be at your happiest. How done are you with that other thing?
4: Um, I would say a couple of weeks at the earliest.
1: But it's going to happen?
4: That's that's the impression I got, yes. Uh, the
1: impression is what I don't like. I can't get a definitive answer. Oh, God. Oh, whatever. I'll save it. I'll save my meltdown. Why use it up? <laughs> Well, I get what you mean that gay people were trouble and awful and dangerous to children. I didn't say dangerous to children. Well, if they could grab an old man, what are they going to do to a little baby? What if you were a little kid and they grabbed you like that? What if it was an infant?
4: This was not all gay people. This was one transvestite in particular.
3: But still, you don't see any straight dudes going off grabbing their dude's
1: mustaches. And you said people are always screaming at you down there, and they're always gays, right? They're not even the anti-gays. Right, yeah. The gays are... Just... Do any black people ever yell at you mean things?
4: Um, that's who the transvestites are. Okay, that's fucking racist. They've come up.
1: I have a feeling that you're calling black women just transvestites. <laughs> <laughs> These are actual men How do you know? C- Did you see any cocks? No. So how do you know to make that statement?
4: Because you can tell.
1: Oh, oh what the, come That's on, fucking racist. If I fucking and said that, <laughs> of, yeah.
4: I would be over. It'd be like, Chris is the biggest fucking homophobe
3: on the you fucking Blair. The bullshit am I not?
1: I will say this. He's not as bad as you, Fez. Hell no! And I know for a fact those Al guys are all fucking good dudes. Yeah, there's a problem with why are you saying it like that? I've had a problem. But what's the? Well, where are these fake? Ca- I don't know if you're doing <laughs> characters, but you're not being yourself anymore. It's very strange. Um. Well, Fez uh, has found some drama in his life once again.
3: You should look for that transvestite and try to just settle this thing, Fez. Don't fucking be afraid of an entire street because one dude. Try to rip off your mustache.
1: I say just the opposite. Get out. He's had... It's been a failure for him down there. You've been down there for how many years? Two. Fuck.
4: Only two years? I think... Yeah. I'm trying to think of how many times I've signed the lease.
1: Two. <sighs> Seems longer to me. Oh,
4: it was three. Starting my third year
1: oh, this God. month. Um, so you are afraid of your neighborhood, officially, right? Yes.
4: <laughs> After last night, yes, I am.
1: It's fine down there. There's nothing to be afraid of. There is. If he's afraid, he's being attacked. Who knows? One day he could be raped and lose his virginity, <laughs> and he's uh, he's saving that dusty old flower.
3: That would be the best thing for you to pop that thing
1: if it's still poppable. You gotta fucking pop that coochie.
6: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I I don't know if it's poppable once it's been mummified. Uh, no, and then it just cr- maybe crumbles. you can fucking stretch it out like some old taffy. It's probably like a leather fucking saddle. Oh, nasty! <laughs> don't judge. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, Mike in the Bronx.
2: Million bucks, Ronnie. Uh, one ask Fez if the black transvestites were midgets, too, since he's throwing all the stereotypes around.
4: No,
1: these were full-size
4: transvestites.
1: Oh, God, we don't even know. They may have just been black women. It
3: It was a woman, this person had a vagina. A woman attacked you, Fez.
1: Ooh. You get attacked by a woman. That's all. Uh, in just a little bit, we have uh, the lovely Gina Gershon stopping in. That's awesome. She plays a transvestite in her new movie, House of, Vers- of Versace. She plays Donatella Versace. La Donatella. I was kidding about that. I forgot. No one here. You yeah, got three fucking straight dudes. Of course you're not going to follow fashion. But yeah, she plays Donatella Versace in this new movie.
3: I I saw the um, promos for her. She looks amazing in it, Gina.
1: Amazing in what way?
3: Like a good-looking woman.
1: I don't know if you know how beautiful the real Gina Gershon is. She played it down in this movie. (laughs) She's gorgeous. Look up a picture of the real Donatella Versace. Uh, not everybody. Uh, Tim, you're on the Ron <laughs> of Fez show. That sounds like a typing class. Buy an AR-15 and getting... Oh, Fez. shut up. Matt in Oklahoma, you're on the Ron of Fez show.
2: The story reminds me about the old Cane Bull Gang in Florida when they took his bike and Fez he had to run off.
1: Yeah, Fez has um, always had a very interesting defense of not fighting back. It's worked for him up to this point. I'm pretty sure that she didn't try to hurt him, though. She was just looking at his rainbow-colored mustache.
4: Something nice to see in the morning. The other people in the group were telling her to
3: let go. Where was this group? This group of transvestites just hanging out
4: Christopher Just on the Street. sidewalk by that theater there on Christopher Street. Yeah,
1: like we all know it. <laughs> oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. The one the oh, yeah, the jerk-off place. Yeah, I know it very oh, well. I love going Yeah, there. yeah. yeah. I mean My gym teacher took me there. It's really fucking sad. Fez <laughs> <laughs> maybe it all work out for you and Hoboken. Go across the river. Oh, I bet it won't pay off. I bet none of this will happen. I'm
3: feeling Jersey could be it for Fez. Maybe Edgewater.
1: Maybe once he and Stalker Patty get married, like they promised, maybe then it'll happen. Uh, here's Aaron in Indiana. You're on Ron Fez show.
5: Hey Ron, uh, I'd like to request a song. I'd like to hear the old uh, Fatty Pneumonia song.
1: No, we haven't played that in a long time. That was uh, the kids used to tease Fez because he had pneumonia, uh, and they came up with a really witty nickname, Fatty Pneumonia for him and then uh, a friend of ours put together this too a friend of ours Paranoid we haven't played it in a long time let's just uh, give it a listen Fatty pneumonia
7: Fatty pneumonia Fatty pneumonia Fatty pneumonia Fatty pneumonia Fatty pneumonia Daddy pneumonia never left the house. All the neighborhood kids used to scream and shout. Hey, look at Daddy staring out the window again. Daddy always had food, but he never had friends.
6: never let him out, Mama never let him out, Mama never let him out, Mama never let him out, Mama
7: never let him out, Mama 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 never let 'em out, Mama never out, Mama never out, Mama never out, He was always too sick to go out in play. Fatty pneumonia, one day, Faddy made love to a cupcake. Freddy pneumonia, one day, fatty made love to a cupcake. Freddy dome- <Kensuke> <music> pneumonia, Fatty made love to a cupcake. <music> Freddy pneumonia. M- 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 pneumonia, Fatty made
6: love to a cupcake.
4: Freddy pneumonia, made love to a cupcake.
7: pneumonia.
1: Was that you singing back up on that, fuss?
4: No, it wasn't. And I never made love to a cupcake. That part of the song is false.
1: And the rest of it's 100% true? Well,
4: it was tough being a sickly kid with a weight problem.
1: And was the rest of it true? Did the kids call you fatty pneumonia? Yeah, Yes. Hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering now how true that is. Dustin, you're on the run of Fez show.
2: Hey, what's going on, Ron? I find this uh, hysterical that this tranny was probably just joking around with him and has already forgotten about this. And Fez is considering moving and rearranging his whole fucking life over.
1: Obviously. (laughs) Are you saying that uh, Fez would uh, blow something completely out of proportion? No. no. Did he tell you anything about this before the show, Hicks?
3: I did not hear anything about. I didn't hear any trades.
1: I knew the way that he was locked in, that he had some big story <laughs> he wanted to regurgitate.
3: He seemed very nervous. Now that I think about it, in the morning, just like, sitting there shaking in the computer next to me on the computer. But I figured, you know, just normal jitters.
1: Never tell anymore. I'm going to see if the police station has a fucking room. Maybe he can go in there. It's
3: kind of like take back the night.
1: Yeah, sleep next to the fucking
0: coffee machine. (laughs) (laughs) He still has the mustache, and on the way home today, could be grabbed again by someone of questionable gender. Why questionable gender? Well, it was a tranny yesterday. Oh, okay. So that's questionable? Who knows what it was? Man, woman. See what you've done, Fez? (laughs) You've
1: spread... Uh, intolerance. That's his own prejudice. You've spread the intolerance. You never tell a positive transvestite story ever. They're only negative.
3: And you can tell. You can just tell they're a transvestite. Come on, man. I can't get away with
1: that. And you You would not be able to get away with it. No. Um, here's Alan. You're on the run of Fez show.
2: Fez, would you please stop referring to it as he or she? If it has a dick... It's a dude, or it, it's
4: not a she. I'm trying to be respectful. Transvestites Respect. prefer she. How even do you know? though it's I was disrespected.
1: She? How do you know? Do they all walk lockstep like the Nazis?
4: It's always been my uh, experience anytime I've met one that it's a that she How is many have preferred. you preferred. I've probably met five over my lifetime.
1: So if... Um if you met five black people and they all said to you, call me colored, would that then be okay? No. Don't you think there's at least five black people in the world who are okay with being called colored?
4: I don't know if there's that many. Really? Maybe they just don't mind it. I don't know if they prefer it.
1: The point being, you're now saying all, all of them want this because they have a small number of people that you met. That's my only point to you. That if you were somehow involved in the community, let's say if you lived in the West Village for the last several years. Mm. And by the way, these five that you met, do you know them or they're just, you've seen them on the street?
4: Just run into them like in bars and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, not personal friends.
1: I wonder how many old ladies say to him, just call me she. And He's like, yes, I understand. That Adam's apple. It's tough to believe any, and I'm not saying this against him, but he's such a fucking liar. Yeah, it's tough to ever know what he's saying is true.
3: And um, also a misperception of reality. Also, that's that's the that's the probably the worst part yeah. of like not realizing what just happened. Right. and having like his own like idea of like this is how this should go and that's how it went but that's maybe in reality not how it actually happened
1: literally after the Skippy situation I don't believe anything that he says
3: (sighs) that was weird thank god for Paul O we would have never fucking found he would have never told us about that cat we'd still think the cat's fucking
1: absolutely 100% (laughs) we'd be like what would Skippy do when you got home oh she was running around. Puzzle. She was making a puzzle. Uh, yeah, she's just like that cat in the YouTube that you guys were talking about.
0: <laughs> well, bring her in again to see if she could talk. She's starting a part-time job. I don't know if she can see her schedule.
1: The lovely Gina Gershon will be here in just a couple of moments. Uh, if you're anything like me, you can't get enough of that Lifetime channel. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's good stuff on there. A lot of women in Jeopardy. Yeah. A lot of women in Jeopardy. Their stories need to be told. Yeah. Even though it's the same story. Mm. And this one, well, uh, are you familiar with Johnny Versace?
3: I know he was, um, I know it was about his death. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, like the fashion That stuff.
1: rocked the world. I didn't even know who he was that much, but I was living down in Florida. And like, that rocked the world. They couldn't find his killer. It was, like, really crazy. And then after that, here, his sister had to kind of take over the company business, this giant company, and uh, she did it with that fucking spoon up her nose. <laughs> the only way you can keep working. Well,
3: also, it's the fashion industry, so, I mean, it's going to fucking be everywhere, right? If
1: anyone, If your boss ever asked you... It is everywhere, no matter what industry. <laughs> uh, but if your boss ever asks you to work extra, you go like this. What are you trying to do, make a fucking coke out of me?
3: That's how it's going to go down, sir.
1: I think it's impossible to work more than three hours in a row without being coked up. That's my own... And this is like <laughs> Fezz's tranny thing. I'm just going to say, because I tried it five times, and every time I need a coke. Um... Here's our buddy, Cigars and Scotch.
5: Okay. Says, I think you should
2: look at this thing as a positive. Like, you've had a unique experience. I don't think there's another person in the world that ever had a black transvestite grabbed their rainbow mustache.
1: It is, but it is odd. It's very fucking odd. Very cool. Um, I mean, I could get a hold of the Guinness Book, people. See if they'll give us a chapter don't think other
0: people would just take that crazy experience, turn it into maybe something
1: comedic. Come
0: oh, on. Jesus Christ. I'm just going with cigars no, and, and
1: I'm going to say this, because Fez is out of the room right now checking on Gina Gershon. Do you got balls enough to say that to fucking Fez? That same statement. Uh, sure. Do you really? I mean, if you lack the balls, just fucking tell me. Because I would love to see what he had to say to that. Because it's a legitimate fucking thing. Everyone else would come in with some kind of crazy story about it. And Fez is one of, I'm now going to only go home down 10th Avenue. Be Because there's more cops and white straight people. Uh, James, you're on the run of Fez Show.
5: Ronnie, yeah. is it possible that Fez is on bath salts?
1: He smells too rancid to be on bath salts. This changes everything We're oh, back in business Nice Now I got doubles So if anyone starts any shit I'll really fucking throw down If a transvestite comes over And tries anything I do agree that you shouldn't be fighting transvestites I've seen transvestites Fuck some people up before Nails They will fucking beat your ass, ass. Because they fight about as much as a fucking Mexican lightweight. You know what I mean? <laughs> They're just out there on the circuit. They got a scrap. That's why this fucking transvestite here was like, and wh- how's he walking close enough? You I know don't what I mean? Know, you know, really. it's either he's trolling them <laughs> or, you know, he smelled fucking pork. Something drew him in. I don't know how he finds himself in these situations. How many times has he tried to tell us that homeless people have chased him? Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. He says that they chase him down the street.
3: The new shrink. I remember one of the first times he went to the new shrink, he's like, a homeless guy chased me down the street. I thought I was going to. Did he call you once? Because a homeless guy.
1: (laughs) Well, one time he called me because there was a fight in the street. And he says, I don't know what to do. And I go, well, walk around it. But they're right in front of me. I go, this city is built on a grid. You can... (laughs) Fucking go east to west, north to south. You don't have. And what it was, two guys spilled out of a bar swinging at each other. And for some reason, he thought that had something to do with him. You know what I mean? They didn't know him from Adam. These are two guys who had a fucking problem with each other. (laughs) It's like if he was at a fucking Flyers game and he had on binoculars (laughs) and he looked on the other side of the stadium and saw a fight, he would fucking scream, Don't hurt me, and run out of there. (laughs) I was almost beat to death. I don't know. He sees Syria on fucking TV <laughs> and starts to fucking put plastic on his windows because <laughs> he thinks he's going to be fucking gas.
3: <laughs> Ryan, I invested in a gas mask.
6: <laughs> mm.
3: You just got to go with the flow. I doubt that he ever will be able to. Mm. What are you going to do?
1: Uh, here's uh, Mike in Connecticut. You're on the run Fez Show.
2: Probably be a million bucks. You too, buddy. Um, so for Narc-Zito's event on October 19th, uh, Bailey J. might be showing up. Maybe, you know, best of both worlds for, for,
5: for Fezzy.
1: <laughs> it would be fantastic to get the two of them together and have uh, there be some bridge to that community for Fez. But he, first of all, You know, obviously he spends a lot of money for an apartment to live in that fucking neighborhood. It's a neighborhood that a lot of people, you know, like to live in because there's restaurants and nightclubs. um, He stays inside of it all the time. He's in that apartment all the time.
3: That's not fucking healthy.
1: And there's so much stuff to do in New York there was a thing last night my buddy Mitch was at 4,000 people show up in Bryant Park with only 30 minutes notice all dressed in white oh, They have this fucking gigantic dinner
3: that's fucking sick
1: that's the kind of shit that you gotta look for
3: that's really cool
1: but he doesn't sign up for anything he doesn't check out anything he went out You know, Michael took him out to one dinner. The other guys around there never, you know, said, guess what? I want to be your best friend for life.
6: Uh.
1: And then, here's the thing. Why would he think that he meets someone? Does he think that has to be suddenly this close friendship? I had to do Unmasked or the interview shows, but I don't fucking toss and turn. and be like, uh, why hasn't Michael Ian Black invited me to his house? You know what I mean? I don't, you know. (laughs) He would find a way of being depressed about whatever because it doesn't go on every minute of the day.
3: He has some weird attachment problems.
1: Why didn't Bob Newhart fucking call me up and (laughs) invite me on vacation with him? I don't know what he wants out of things, really.
3: Maybe if. I don't think he likes going out and actually. Making friends like or making like but that's
1: great, that's why you use the city to have little short, friendly excursions, and then you move on, yeah you know what I mean, like you meet people, you talk to them, and then that's it. you don't have to treat it like they're a member of your family and there's obligations, and you should spill your guts to them,
3: maybe Fces is black and white either you're a fucking friend for That's life. racist, yeah. Yeah, well, he's but, also homophobic.
1: Well, yeah, but you're a black and white thing, either you're a friend from life or whatever. Mm-hmm. Then he ma- manages to turn the world into a black, dark fucking place. You know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. people who didn't do this or that.
3: People who fucked him people over. People
1: who let him down and destroyed him.
3: Maybe you should work on that with this, Frank. <sighs> he can't be fixed, dude. Stop it.
1: And when you said the thing of the tranny, forgot about it seconds later, you know it's true. You know he was an assault and somebody just wanted to see his mustache. Which the whole reason that you would have a a rainbow colored mustache would be to draw attention (laughs) to yourself. Or else you would try to downplay everything.
5: Why do
3: people keep talking about this mustache (laughs) of mine?
1: What's wrong with them? So it's fucking gigantically large and rainbow colored. So what? Leave it alone. (laughs) Stop looking at me! (laughs) Not something to oogle at. (laughs) (laughs) Right. It's like a girl with fucking big tits wearing a fucking tank top. And I'm like, what's with these dudes? It's like all these guys are staring at me. (laughs) Is that one of your new (laughs) characters? Yeah, it's like I have big tits, (laughs) slut. Your new character can be called girl guy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a Girl guy. (laughs) Gina Gershon um, has written a book, too, called How I Found My Pussy and Lost My Mind. It's <laughs> a great fucking title. It's an amazing title. <laughs> it's the
3: fucking best title for a book I've ever fucking heard.
1: It really is. <laughs> a month.
3: It's four. It's a
1: four. <laughs> four months. Minutes. I have bad handwriting. Yeah, and then you don't use your fucking voice on radio. You try to scribble things <laughs> yeah. to me.
3: That's it. Fuck, fuck notes. Fuck them.
1: Okay. Four months. <laughs> Four minutes. Well, I'll tell you this. I can't wait until January. Gina Gershon will be on the show. no. Nah. Gotta get the studio ready. <laughs> is Versace uh I guess is uh very uh, like uh ballroom gowns and shit like that, right?
0: I think so.
3: It's super high end shit.
1: Yeah, I know they were saying like Princess Di used to wear clothes. Madonna. Madonna.
3: That's how she pronounced
1: Madonna. Madonna. Come on.
3: Come on, Dante. You know how it's really fucking pronounced.
1: And then she'll go like that sometimes. <laughs> Old Run, but not do fast. Run, <coughs> and then her aunt in this uh, movie was Raquel Welsh Oh, cool! So it was like generations of extremely fuckable women, which would have been a great title:
3: "Sexy Lifetime Movie."
1: Mm. Aren't they all supposed to be like somewhat sexy, but for girls? Yeah, like a girl's POV yeah like if women had a GoPro
3: I watched the one about um, a a diary of a stripper on there Mm -hmm. it was good this girl but you know it sucked at the end because her friend died when she got breast implant surgery god damn it (laughs) that sucks so bad then she got into coke and all this other shit but then i all the get end,
1: into coke and then at the end you feel very good about yourself <laughs> like we're gonna fucking be friends and we're all the sisterhood no you know what i mean like yeah i've been through hell but i made some good friends now
3: yeah so at the end she she's going back to college she's out of the stripper game and she's doing a one-person play about her time as a stripper
1: Fuck, that's great <laughs> well what about the uh former stripper who uh wrote juno Oh, yeah, Diablo Cody. Yeah, she turned it around in a big fucking way. Should There ought to be a Lifetime movie about her. I'm sure it's coming. Okay, I'll be waiting for them.
0: I think the least recognizable... Star of Baywatch is just always playing a mom whose daughter's into something fucked up in
1: Lifetime movies. She's yeah, like, there's daughters. They're, they're fucking... Like, it starts nice. Like, they go out to a nice party. Mm, yeah. Then they, like, fucking do a hit off of something. And they get crazy. Meet a weird dude. And they start cutting or whatever. And then, you know, they'll get some help. And it'll all turn out okay.
3: Watch another one about sexting.
1: Mm, like, yeah. my
3: daughter's a sexaholic or something.
1: You know, normally at the end, they're like this. You know what? I went on a long journey. And ended up finding myself. Damn. And I made a best friend today. Me.
3: <laughs> That's the Only way you can grow.
1: All I want to do is be distracted from myself. <laughs> what fucking distractions! I don't have to think about all the bad decisions I made.
3: I usually do that with alcohol and marijuana. <laughs> That's I, like, I'm just being honest.
1: Do you get did you try any of that other stuff that that guy brought in? Yeah. Those little, uh.
3: Yeah, the can uh, cannabis chews, canna- chews. What
1: is that all about?
3: It's a uh, caramel. It's a block of caramel with fucking weed in it. How's it taste though? Like caramel with a little weedy. Yeah. And, but then
1: how. What's the high like?
3: Fucking blaze. F- fucks you up. It fucking really gets you highest. Like, fucking. Like, you can't, can't smoke enough weed fucking to, to get, get that high. Yeah. It's fucking just ridiculous. and People uh, aren't going to be able to function if, fucking, if it goes legal everywhere. That's the problem Everyone's of the legal weed,
1: legal weed is, is they, the they, weed. they they made it too good. It used to just be weed.
3: <laughs> and I haven't even tried the pills that just dissolve in my mouth that get me high. I haven't, I haven't tried those yet. Yeah. I will this weekend. <laughs> give a review.
1: Are you going to give them to any of your friends or are you, all that stuff you do on your own?
3: I might add a little bit of the caramel. <laughs>
1: You're like the fucking big man on campus now. aren't you? Go. I can't imagine your loser friends, the excitement level of you just fucking always having now.
0: Anybody want some candy?
1: I got some. That'd be perfect for fucking Halloween when the kids come over. Here, eat it in front of me. Do it. Wait, look at this strobe light,
3: you little fucker. You ready to get messed up?
1: Welcome to the house of strobes. He the fucking weird guy down the street. There was a guy giving out
3: weed candy to the kids this year. <laughs> I mean, it was the razor blades, but still, it's pretty bad.
1: That motherfucker. Yeah, I told you that happened in my neighborhood, right? A razor blade? Yeah. Holy fuck. We go, go out to this guy, right? And he gave all the kids a pack of razor blades, but in one of them, there was a... He had put a fucking Girl Scout cookie in it. So later when I went to shave, it was all over my face. Oh my God, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, I made the paper. There were crumbs on
3: this man's face.
1: It was part of the believe it or not section of the paper. I took a selfie of just me. Uh.
3: His hair's still here.
1: That would be fucking funny Like when the kids come over And just have like A fucking hat pin Sticking through a razor And try to hand it to them <laughs> And then when the cops Come and go like this oh, I was just trying to scare them You know Halloween This is all part of the fun
3: Come on were not you guys young at one point? <laughs> Here I got some fucking <laughs> Gas soaked rags too I'm giving out to the next load of kids
1: that's they disgusting. Kid c- c- could catch you on fire, you fucker. Oh, they
3: can huff it and get high.
0: Somebody handed them caramels
1: with THC in them, right? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Say it his way. Caramel. <laughs>
3: caramel, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's how I say it. We're yeah, I know you do.
1: Sounds like you're fucking spitting jizz the whole time you're saying it. <laughs> I can't understand the term caramel. Caramel.
3: <laughs> it's fun.
1: We really should do some kind of uh, Halloween this year, where everything is fucking. <laughs> everything is fucking dosed. Whatever you, whatever treat you get is dosed.
3: That I'm fucking down. Here's sugar cubes, everyone.
0: I like to
1: dose everybody up and down this fucking hall.
0: Just <laughs> saying one of these, one of these things in this huge platter is dosed, and then people, Okay. All right. And if we
1: if we were to start and dose people. Who do you think could fucking ride it out and who do you think would lose it? Rob Cross, I'm gonna put him in the ride it out area, no matter what happened. Because he know, he understands the his music to reconnect. Roland, on the other hand, I could just see running down the fucking hall <laughs> screaming.
3: I think like a Liam would freak out because I don't think he's he's
1: gone high in a long time.
0: I think mm-hmm. Liam would I think Liam would be okay. I'm worried about Spencer.
1: No, no, Spencer would ride it. Spencer's really. hardcore. Spencer would ride a fucking snake. <laughs> It doesn't matter what it is. That fucker will get on the serpent and ride it out. Nothing bothers Spencer. Uh, Leeds, forget it. Safe as sound. Don't have to worry about him. Liam, that Irish thing might be a little too tight.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Could overtake him.
1: Uh, Ant, ride it. Don't even, not even slightly concerned about his head. He knows how to go with it.
3: I think we'd really fucking just flip out Sam if we do Sam. And Sam's
1: gone. Yeah, he, he's yeah, not coming Sam's back. Gone. <laughs> Sam's fucking gonna end up thinking that he's executioner number two and just be walking around the place with a fucking mask, <laughs> with a mask on, making fuck <laughs> things like when he plays with his toys. Anyway, I can't talk about all that when I got Gina Gershon on deck and coming in. She's obviously one of the most beautiful women in the history of the planet Earth. And uh she does an amazing job playing Donatello Versace. In the house of Versace, the premieres October 5th. Let's bring her in. Gershon in studio with us house of versace uh saturday october 5th uh this is one gina you turn up to 10 you go all out for this one you gotta <laughs> well you're in every scene in this movie yeah and it's a really it's got to be the kind of characters that actors dream of because in real life Uh, she's done a Tell Versace is Bigger Than Life.
8: Yeah. Except, I mean, that was the thing that kind of made me nervous about playing her because we all have such an image of who she is and Bigger Than Life and this fabulous, extravagant, which she is all of that. Right. But, you know, when you're doing a movie, especially this movie, which is really... Kind of a family drama and her mm-hmm. redemption story, you know, of her finding her own voice. She goes through so much stuff that you have to find the real person in there and play it. You can't go for the funny caricature well, stuff. You know what? You know I've what I mean? never
1: really gave that much thought at the time. But it's an extremely... Strange thing to happen to a family business (gasps) when you lose the creative person. Suddenly, Mm -hmm. there was nothing set up to do this, Mm -mm. and then what happens to that life? What happens to that family?
8: Well, yeah. And then when everyone all of a sudden turns to, you know, Donatella, Mm -hmm. saying, "What are you going to do? You got to take care of this. You got to take because if they gave it to someone else, it would become someone else's, you know, company." And they're so family oriented, and you know, you have Santo who was. Taking care of you know it's really the three of them who put this mm-hmm. this business and, and made it thrive, and so of course Donatella took it on because what is she going to do but she wasn 't really completely equipped to do that
1: no, not for this would be like saying uh, paul mccartney 's brother can now start writing and recording songs because he's been there the whole time right you know you're asking her to design on a level of one of the greatest designers in the in the fashion right. business.
8: And listen, she had certainly her own style and she definitely looked to to her, you know, mm-hmm. for inspiration and she would, you know, do her own bits here and there. She was doing accessories and she was styling and she had her own thing, but it wasn't exactly his thing. Like no one knows had a cut like he does. And then all of a sudden she's expected to fill those shoes. You know, and, and, and
1: th- kind of a cruel business too. In a business oh, where yeah, and the worst. they just love to mm-hmm. take each other down and this year you're in and the next year you're out or whatever.
8: Right. It's just it's a tricky thing. It's almost but then the, th- the cool thing about it is that eventually she found her own voice. And mm-hmm. then she said, You know what, this is what I'm gonna do. And she got herself together, she found her own voice and now the company's doing great. Isn't that amazing though? Yeah, and I have huge respect for her. Like really, she's kind of amazing.
1: You know, I was living down in Florida when Johnny Versace was killed, really? and yeah, it was so explosive. I mean, it stopped that entire state because that guy was hiding, and you know, it was no one knew what was behind it. And then uh, I did remember, like, like it was be like Elton and Donatello and. Uh, Princess Di were at that funeral, and then Princess Di died, died right yeah, after that, yeah, yeah. and it seemed like that whole lifestyle was all coming down at the same time.
8: Yeah, you know? it was a different, I mean, it's just so tragic, and I think the thing that was so scary about Johnny's death is just, it, it's so random. Right. You know, out of the blue, random, it makes it so much scarier and horrible in a yeah. way. Yeah. It was very much like a John Lennon death where
1: mm-hmm. when you go back and try to put it together, what you couldn't have done anything. No one can stop that kind of no. insanity or figure out why it even would happen, you know?
8: Yeah. And these people, I mean, at least John Lennon, like, that was so thought out. And the guy's obviously nuts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, to me, it's like when it's super random, like someone goes into the building and just starts shooting people, right. you know, it that
1: it's just so scary and, and That's scary, but it's also scary to know that someone could see something in the paper mm-hmm. and get fixated on it. You yeah. know? Yeah. And that there's no way to to really know who's out there thinking weird thoughts at any time.
8: Yeah. And then those people can just go and buy guns at the Kmart. Mm-hmm. Good. <laughs> That's exciting news. That's America. <laughs> yeah, that, that is America. America. scary.
1: America's scary. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is uh, it is the deep end of the pool. Everyone, you know, we're all like, this is the greatest country in the world. And sometimes,
8: uh, yeah. you know, but it it comes with both. Seems, yeah, too much freedom can sometimes not be a good thing.
1: Um, but these people, Versace's, they lived everywhere, which is uh yeah. you know they they had houses in Europe, New York, Miami mm-hmm. that lifestyle how you know is really the top yeah of the pyramid
8: oh yeah they they lived it up but they're but they're also
1: working around the clock listen well. jo-
8: Johnny I mean from you know what I hear from all people that who knew him and you know certainly the research I did he he was nonstop hardcore you know three to four hours sleep a night guy just I think when you're that level, especially in this business, mm-hmm. I mean, I have, you know, I'm friends with, you know, Tom Ford and, you know, Pam and Gila, the, you know, the Juicy Girls and, right. you know, Zach and like these guys and gals, whatever they work their butts off. I mean, it's almost like the hardest business because it's nonstop. Right. And as soon as you finish one collection, you have to do the other collection. And unless you're really driven and really kind of brilliant, I don't, you know, it's insane to do. And then how are you ever really
1: totally sure? You know what I mean? Like how, like it seems to me like a lot of times you could come up with a, uh, some kind of art where you're like okay this song is great mm-hmm. or the screenplay is great but to say is this jacket does it work today as opposed to 3 years ago or 3 years from now i mean it's a really
8: strange i don't think business. they think i don't think you could think that way i just think each collection is like making a new piece of art you know yeah. or making a new song but then they have to product. sell right these, these things have to really yeah. sell big but the same as a movie or same as a song or same as an mm. art piece i think the designer or the artist they do what's in their, you know, psyche and they put it out there and what makes them great is usually people are like, Oh, that's fantastic. Well, Tom
1: Ford, you you say you're friends with him. Mm-hmm. He seems to be the most confident person.
8: He's amazing. In the world. He's the hardest working person I know, for sure. He's one of those twenty four hour a day guys. He's he's twenty four hour a day guy, but at the same time, you know, he you know, he's a really brilliant director. You know, well, he's the- an I mean, really, he's, mm-hmm. he's really great. I, I, you know, would love to work with him as a director, but he's also, you know, he's now a father. Um, he runs these companies. I mean, I think as he's living in Europe now, so I don't get to see him as much, but, you know, he would always have time. He's the guy who never forgets my birthday. Is that right? Yeah. And like, never, not once. And I'm always like, that's so sweet. Or, you know, and you could say, oh, you know, they have this written down, but it's still taking that To extra live with that step. kind of
1: detail, just constant yeah. detail and in just, your life.
8: And with grace, and he still goes out to dinner with his friends, but it, it's, it's just a drive that yeah, he's definitely in control of and he's very confident. I mean, he's amazing.
1: But mm-hmm. he was able to move over into the film business. Mm-hmm. Do you see a, a big, uh, a lot of similarities between fashion and, and film? Do you think that most people could do that?
8: No, I, listen, I, Tom started off, I believe that he wanted to be an actor. So mm-hmm. he was always, you know, he's done, he wanted acting, architecture. I think as a director, it's a, it was a, it's a natural progression because he's seeing, especially his line and his shows or how he does things. He's very um, detail-oriented and, um, you know, obviously a smart guy. So I, I feel like for him, it's such a natural progression, mm-hmm. you know, um yeah because you it's also very theatrical his stuff but he, he you you make up a story you know I mm-hmm. mean not everyone could do it but I think he has such a passion for it it's easy you know that but was what y- you move know. in and out I mean
1: you you'll rock and roll and then you're the
8: writing story. and acting D- does yeah. that
1: seem was that ever a plan or you just let these things just, no, just come out I have no
8: plans I'm not a planning person obviously <laughs> um you know, I the rock and roll thing kind of fell into my lap because um I was doing a movie, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden I had to take the movie on tour, and then as I started doing music, I realized like, oh God, I'm really loving this, because I had done it before and I went back to it. I just loved the freedom, and then I just had music in my head that I had to start writing. It just it kind of dictated me a little bit more Mm -hmm. Then people were offering me money to go and play certain places. I'm like, this is fantastic. And I'd gotten a little bit, every now and then I kind of get annoyed with, you know, acting and my business and the parts available and what you get and what you go through. And so I'm like, Oh, forget it. This is much more fun. And then, of course, I miss acting, so I come back, and then um, then the book presented itself, so I went on that writing binge, and then I thought, oh, I want to try to create my own shows, and I'm really into writing now, but then that made me not be able to write music, because I think in prose now instead of that. You know, it's all, I just, I move around, I don't know. Well, I that's kind of easily. interesting,
1: though, is if you turn on one switch, the other one kind of goes off, you know? They're like totally start- different
8: process. I mean, it's all yeah. different sides of the same, you know, prism, I guess, but... Like, if I'm writing music, I have to do it at night. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't not... It's like, it's a hard thing for me. Like, even if it's three in the morning, I'll start thinking about music. And if I'm writing, like, a book or really writing, I have to wake up in the morning and just start early. Like, it's it's a different function and I can't talk to people and then when I'm acting you know you do something else it's just it's different processes.
1: Every one of them you just kind of feel it out you don't you know necessarily think that it's that way for everyone you know. Oh no the one thing I've learned is it's different for everyone in every single field. I'm always amazed of people that can treat Something like songwriting as a business, where they're like, "Oh, now I have to write a song about this," that's or amazing. you know, the kind of Broadway writers where they're told, "Look, here's the story, so you need to write these kind of songs." And then there's even like Elvis Costello had, had like an office for a while
8: where he just would go in and write like it was a a job. Yeah, but yeah, no, Elvis Costello is a different. I mean, I think those Broadway writers are you know when you're like here, write a, a song about this. I mean, that's such a specific craft right, um, and they're actually usually writing for someone else. I mean, Elvis Costello is so prolific, I mean he just it just he's like you know, the Stephen King of <laughs> music. He just yeah. writes and writes and writes, and he's so great. I mean, he's always been one of my favorites. Uh, me too, but
1: the other stunning thing is that he changes styles yeah, he's so incredible. many times. He's one of those guys, a lot of times I'm two or three albums behind. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know. this. I like this his sport, old jazz. stuff. Why are you doing this? I like the old stuff. And then a couple of years, it goes by, and I go, you know what? I
8: really did like that thing from two years ago. Yeah. I hope you write more. Boom, he's at another, you know, he's off for the roots He's now. incredible, and I mean, he's... He you know, I remember when I was writing songs and writing music, you know, I would listen to his songs and I thought, why am I doing this? <laughs> like, yeah, right. You know, I just felt bad, like, okay, this is stupid. I'm never going to be like that. And But his voice has just gotten better and better. I, as an artist, he just is always stretching himself, which I think right. great artists do that. Uh,
1: yeah, and, and another guy who, like I say, doesn't write for his audience or any audience... You know, what I mean, he seems to write stuff, mm-hmm. present it, and put it out, and move on. I think a lot of people get caught up when they try to guess the business. I think that's of the that dangerous thing. thing to do.
8: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, I've never been successful at that, and I haven't really attempted it. Um, people say, "Oh, you should do a commercial film." Like, "Oh, you should plot this out." It, I don't know how to operate that way. And you know, God bless people who can say, "You know what? I'm going to do this because this is, is going to get me that, and this will take me to this level." It's just a different mindset, and it's a great mindset. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I had a little bit more of that.
1: But I think what always works, well, like this, where I thought I knew one thing about Donatello Versace, but after watching that film, I was able to go, oh yeah, I have kept that as a two dimensional thing that exists when really it's a human story. Yeah. It's really uh, so many times I think we screw up and we forget. We're really just trying, no matter what the art form is to get back to humanity all the time. Yeah, You know? Yeah.
8: Hollywood certainly is forgetting that. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's listen, it's it's good if you watch the movie and you felt that, then I feel like I did a good job, you know, in that mm-hmm. way. Because, you know, listen, people aren't <laughs> the way they are just because they're the way they are. They, there's, there's steps that mm-hmm. got them there. You know? Yeah, that is true.
1: And the family stories are always fascinating to me. These yeah. are the people you can't
8: shake. And you can't run away from as much as you may even... Try to. Especially if you come from a Southern Italian family. That's hardcore, bonded family, serious, you know, really much more than we know in the States. It's a different um, commitment to the family, which is kind of great. I'm always uh,
1: curious, too, that there's different ethnic groups that family seems to mean more to, you know? There's, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, those type of people. In this uh, film, you'll see it. They would have fights that maybe would break up other families. Right. They'll fight worse than maybe American families
8: would, but in, uh, five minutes later, everything's great. Well, that's Donatella and and Johnny. They really yeah. like they were like famous for like screaming each other, like fighting like cats and dogs, and everyone would freak out. And then two seconds later, it's like, oh, you know, let's do this later. I mean, they would just switch back and forth. That was just their way with each other. That I guess kind of freaks some people out, but I I guess once you get used to it, that was just how they dealt with each other. It's so interesting, and there's
1: a lot of times that that would, you know, stop families in this country. Like, one argument like that, and you're like, well, how come, oh, there was a screaming match 20 years ago, and now they refuse to be in the same room. They changed his last name, the spelling of his last name. (laughs) They they won't be in the same room together at the same time. Uh, That's always so sad. Um, Yeah, I saw that in my family, people I grew up with. They would never be together. At the same time, so one would be leaving, right. and the other would come in, and they both lived to be in their nineties.
8: That's crazy. And they went
1: like that for I think sixty years. Sixty years of never being alone at the, in at, the same room.
8: Oh man, isn't that crazy? That's crazy. I know, but we that, have that in my family too. Like the, weird stuff like that. That all of a sudden, five brothers. There was a fight, and literally, they all went separate ways and changed the way they spelled their names. And so that's why it gets really confusing with family history and stuff. But
1: particularly when you grow up as a kid, and you're like, "Well, is this normal? You know, other yeah. people act this way, and no one will really explain to you no. what it is." They're like, "Oh, you, yeah, it's like, wait, what do you? you do have know? family in
8: Cheyenne. <laughs> Who's my family in Cheyenne? <laughs> yeah, why don't or we Cheyenne? call them? Oh no, 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 that'll never happen." Oh, it's like, "Yeah, oh, but what happened? Oh, it's a long story." It's like, "Well, yeah, I want to hear." want to know the story well we were talking about Elvis going in one direction
1: and uh, another but you do the same exact thing and it's <laughs> really really uh, I think cool to say I hope you're enjoying this right are you still having fun with it as as you always have
8: I'm having fun now I think it's sometimes it's good when I go away from acting then I come back although it's kind of stupid too because you mm-hmm. realize it's not as easy to kind of get back but I think um I really I'm so happy I did the Donatella thing and. I just finished a movie last night that I had so much fun. It's the first time I've had that much fun in a movie in a long time. What's this? Um, it's kind of Lorne Michaels is producing it. It's a comedy. and right. There's a lot of the Saturday Night Live, you know, cast and writers and, you know, the director from there. And it's just a great group of people. And mm-hmm. I really love that energy of collaborative energy. It's like working with great musicians that you just kind of go in and you have fun and everyone's good at what they do. Um, so I had a blast. So that's... Yeah, I'm enjoying it. And right at it, this well, second, I'm a little tired. But, you know, I, <laughs> yeah. I'm enjoying it. And I enjoyed the last one. So hopefully it'll keep going. I have no idea.
1: Here's so another nice. thing in this movie. You got Raquel Welsh with you. I know. Um, how
8: great is that?
1: <laughs> you and her, I don't... You're The eyes, you and her match up so much in the eyes. Yeah. That it's... I don't know where that that comes from, but it's it,
8: well, and it's kind of it kind of bummed me out because you know my whole life growing up, her daughter went to my school because she was a couple of years ahead, and then mm-hmm. I started the school, and everyone kept coming up to me like, "Oh, so Raquel's your mother?" I'm like, <laughs> "No, Raquel's not my mother," but I always heard comparisons, yeah. of like, "Oh, you're very, you guys look this way," and which I always found very flattering. But then I thought, finally, when we get to be in a movie together, I'm totally changing my face, so I don't get to look the way, you know, yeah. Raquelie. Like she's so gorgeous. Yeah, she's, she's great. So. I had a great time with her. It was really fun to meet her. Um, I really dig her. Yeah, mean, talk about an icon. That's mm. that's bigger than life.
1: And for yeah, she's cool. Fifty years, you know, that she's one of those people that walks in the room and everybody stops. Yeah, stir, you know? and she's still she's stunning. Yeah. House of Versace premieres Saturday, October 5th, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock central on Lifetime, mylifetime.com. Gina, always great to see you stop in. Thank you. And nice congratulations you. for everything, too. So Thank you. I'll very see you much. next time coming through.
8: See you next time.
1: Gina Gershon, isn't she the best, man?
3: She's just awesome whenever she comes in. I know. Fucking really cool. She's
1: actually a heartbreaker. Like, you could see that there's probably so many dudes, you know, like powerful fucking guys who are just like, you know, fucking saying, why doesn't she like me, to their friend. You know, she seemed like she liked me, and then she just stopped liking me.
3: What happened?
1: She's cool as shit, though. Yeah, I tried to bring you into. I, I was talking to her after a cough medicine thing. Yeah, that was nice. She wasn't having any of it. She was like, she, "Whatever, don't even compare me with that dude."
3: Yeah, she kind of just disdainly. Well, she should have also. You know, yeah. there's no reason for her to give me the time of day.
1: That's not where you need to be, dude. Thank you though for trying to. I'm always, always. Somebody was saving me the other day. I'm yeah, awake. this is the man. He's not falling for that shit either. He knows. Oh, He's, smart. He's no. got a radio head. No. That guy's got a radio head. He's not going to fall for I that. I know I'm
3: going to Gershon me.
1: Let's talk to any any time that a woman stopped <laughs> liking you that she Gershoned. Um, John, you're on the Ron Fez show. Yeah, Ron. I
2: was wondering if you had ever thought about doing some writing.
1: I will say this, I fantasized about doing some writing, but I could not, I can't tell you how actually lazy I am when it comes to doing any real work.
2: Well, I've got a good title for you. It'd be uh, Of Mice and Men version 2013, and then you buy yourself a pistol.
1: I know, everybody tells me how to do that, so think about the rabbits, Fez. Think about the rabbits. I don't know if I put any uh, higher. This is the thing that would probably keep me from writing: is that I enjoy reading so much. You know what I mean? I enjoy like reading really talented people. So when my book came out, you know, good stuff and bad stuff by Ron Bennington. Some of the good stuff I like. Some of the bad stuff I don't like. Like, it's too bad. That's why I don't like it. I wish I liked more good. You know, and then I'm going to look at it and fucking hate myself.
3: No, you can't hate yourself.
1: Yes, if you write like shit, I think you would fucking hate yourself. I've got a couple ideas, uh, but that would take actual work. Not walking into a room, sitting down and just fucking bullshitting and cutting down everybody else's ideas and hanging up on people. (laughs) That's fucking easy. I always like when people go, like, I wouldn't know what to say if I did your I wouldn't know what to say all day. Well, I go, you fucking live a life now. You got to talk about shit?
3: freaks them out. Put a microphone in front of them, though. They'll lose their shit.
1: You know, here's the other thing about Gina Gershon. She is always somewhere with some fucking A-lister. doesn't matter. I'm friends with Elvis Costello. I know Tom Ford. What? And Lenny Kravitz, and, you know, name the director, writer. And I bet she just crushes them all. Just crushes them under her heel. The fucking dust. Ashes to ashes, dust to dust. That's what happened to your fucking heart, bitch. Gone. Destroyed. Did you ever have your heart broken before, Chris? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Let's take a look at Shelby and decide whether he ever has or not. I can't imagine him liking someone enough or even figuring out his own sexuality. You are correct on both accounts. I (laughs) I think that you probably don't let people get close enough to actually give anything of your heart. Am I right about that? Yeah, I'm always
0: like, sure, I like this person a lot, but... Maybe if I go too far, I'll f- just fuck it up. So you don't allow yourself not, not let them in
1: too deep. Just yeah, the real stuff. Just bury it, bury it deep, deep down. Well, here's the thing: I just don't. I think that you were, you think it's deep, but it's still very shallow. Yeah. I think that you're a shallow person, paper thin in many ways, and like an amoeba, that there is nothing in that dark little spot where a heart should be for you even to give love. Now, Chris Stanley, on the other hand, he's all passion. Yeah, You're I could be a fucking Frenchman.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking proud of that, too. Fuck that shit. You gotta fucking, fucking leave it on your goddamn sleeve.
1: Pips is a mystery. He's fucking deep and probably almost too deep. <laughs> he's like a fucking wishing well. Um, Fez. We've already been through that. There's. He's like a man in a fucking black cave just feeling around. <laughs> Don't think he, that he's given of himself. I even traced down a story yesterday. The Fed said that he stayed in touch with someone and turned out not to be true. Oh. A recipe was sent back and forth. Um, But I felt for it once again. I got skippied, if you will. I was. I would say. Skip, skip, hooray every time. And I love the fact, you know what I mean? I love, you know, if I get caught being a rube, I, I want to know it. You know what I mean? If I'm flat-footed, congratulations to you. <laughs> I'm not one of these guys voted out on Big Brother who's going to hold a grudge. You got me. Beautiful. Um, let's see if you got the balls. He said something when you, when you were out of the room, this fucking kid says something, Shelby. And I said, do you have the balls to say that way? Fez is sitting there.
0: I'd have said if there was a an incident like a tranny grabbing your mustache, just try to turn it into something comedic.
4: <laughs> I think that the situation is comedic enough in the middle of no. the tragedy.
1: No, you did not make it comedic enough. It could have been... A, uh, well, his point was, this could be a nice, light, fun story of part of living in New York City and just how crazy and wonderful it is. Not dark and scary, and now I'm going to go 10th Street because that's where the fucking cops are. Like the fabulous Avenue.
4: dog-biting story. I just wanted them off of me. All
1: right, now you're doing impression <laughs> of his voice. You know he doesn't have it. You know, that's something that bothers him.
4: Come on, this... He's so
3: thin skinned it's really gonna hurt him
1: get that would you Chris well okay. the the bat phone <laughs> so um how much does your walk home now go out of your way since you're starting the tenth <laughs> avenue freeze out?
4: oh um I'm going <laughs> I'll be going a full uh I'm going to make it really wide out. I'm going to go another, like, four or five blocks over. Are
1: you telling the truth?
4: Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. I'm just going to walk a different way home from the subway.
1: welcome.
3: Every day now. Well, if there's a tranny on
9: this... Uh, yeah, just on the city bed, group.
1: Uh, how Howie Moe's Clarence, huh? Seem like the, whole world. the big man.
3: He's in heaven right now, staring
1: down at I hope Metallica us. says something about him. him. Sorry, because that got over real big when they're supposed Maybe you should move to Harlem Fez. You get along very well with black people. Or you just sit with your 10th Avenue freeze up There's some nice brownstones up in Harlem. Chris Stanley, I know that you're in a um, a relationship. Yes. But let's say you had the opportunity to be with Gina Gershon. Mm. Do you think you could please her? You don't think that highly of yourself.
0: What about you, Shelby? No way. I mean, if he can't, what <laughs> chance do
1: I have? <laughs> Why is that... Be- Why has his self-doubt become the reality of this show? <laughs> um, Eric, you're on the run of Fez show.
2: Hey, uh, I got a question for Fezzy. Yes. Fez, um, you know, you, you keep saying about how worried you are about guns... And you just said you want to go down 10th Street where there's more cops, but in the last 13 months, the NYPD has shot 13 innocent bystanders. Why I've, would you want to go where there's more cops who have a tendency to shoot more innocent people?
5: I'm I am better take my chance with trannies.
1: I'm also going to call the cops and tell them that I've seen a guy with a rainbow mustache hanging around playgrounds and <laughs> fondling himself in front of children. <laughs> That's not true. Why well, do you explain it to the police? There's a mustachioed flasher. It's going to be really hard to have uh, a fucking lifesaver-looking goddamn mustache <laughs> telling kids that you weren't squeezing your fucking crotch. That's
3: right. You kids better not say anything. Your fucking parents bet some something bad to your parents.
1: Is that what you do? You threaten their parents? Now Smart.
3: That's sp- Yeah, that or siblings. Say, I'm going to cut your sibling's head off.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> you did it again, Fez. Yeah.
3: That's right. Now. Now look at it. <laughs>
1: Or wear your dog's fur
0: like a coat. Okay.
3: okay, come on. So you keep your you fucking know, mouth shut.
1: I've told you before about the Owen Wilson movie. <laughs> Those things really disturb me. When I find out something happened to the dog. Well, you're something else, Watley. Uh, Chris Stanley. Yeah. Eliminator coming up. Do I stay Mr. Thursday Night? <laughs> you got- It's Kansas City versus the Eagles.
3: Andy Reid homecoming.
1: My way of thinking. <laughs> Andy Reid can't go 3-0, oh, can he? There's got to be Fly <laughs> Eagles Fly.
3: They're plus three.
1: Or does he know that fucking team?
3: I think he know. See, in my mind, I thought like he knows Michael Vick. Right. He knows him. He knows how to rattle him.
1: But not only that, but he's going to pull a Gruden where he cheats. And, you know, it's calling plays that are theirs. And it's one of the reasons why everyone looks back and says that Super Bowl shouldn't count.
3: Oh, it's it's that was definitely fixed.
4: That was definitely cheating. That's up to the think Raiders that, to change the playbook.
1: I think to have brass balls, and if I've earned the name Mr. Thursday Night, what am I going to do? Fucking throw it away now?
3: The whole fucking show.
1: I uh, drop the fucking hammer, oh. and I'm picking... Oh, no. Eagles over the Chiefs. Holy shit. Eliminator. I'm putting the whole season on the line. Oh, yeah. I could play Cunty and go over and pick the fucking uh, Seahawks to beat the Jags. But guess what? Yeah. These colors don't run. I'm not fucking Fez Watley's mustache. I got... The listeners have given me the name. Yeah. Mr. Thursday Night.
3: Mr. PPV.
1: Okay? I'm not going to let them down. Mr. T is on the fucking job.
3: Are you sure about this, dude? Because it's fuck. It's you can't. Chip Kelly, he's not fucking tested yet.
1: No, he's untested. (laughs) Got the moniker. He can't back down. That's right. And believe me, I did not fucking give it to to myself. That came from the listeners.
3: It's kind of like a coronation.
1: The only other thing is I'm kind of thinking about better go to Andy Reid, though. <laughs> 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 I kind of feel like that's the smart bet.
3: He kept the... I mean, they've been close wins.
1: And Eagles, are, you know, also are close. Yeah. They could have won last week. They could have lost the week before. I don't want to be yeah. the fucking 10th Avenue freeze-out running around the... Fu- you know, oh, there's trouble brewing. Why don't I run around it? No. Into the shadow of death, I go, holding on to my Bible.
3: But, you know, you, sh- you can still take that fucking sweet Seahawks action.
1: Denzel Washington reads the Bible every day. I've always considered myself the white Denzel. Really? Fly, eagles, fly. Um, Kevin, you're on the Run of Face show.
2: Hey, buddies. Yeah. I got a question for Fez.
1: Yes.
5: So Fez, you're going to walk uh, down, what, four blocks?
1: 10th Avenue Freeze get, Out.
5: That has more cops on it that carry guns for your protection. But, am I getting that right?
1: Yes.
4: But, where where, where I can guns. duck into the police station if I need to.
5: But you understand that
2: cops carry guns for their protection, not yours.
4: I think they carry them for everyone's
5: protection. No. A cop carries to a gun protect, for his protection. Not to protect protect her. Ass walking down the street. Hypocrite.
0: Cap that tranny's ass over
1: there. Do me a favor, yeah. Nick, cap that fucking he's she. L- Pistol whip it. Fezzy wants to go home and eat the rest of his <laughs> roast beef sandwich.
7: <laughs>
1: uh, Derek, you're on the Run of Fez Show.
2: Yeah, man, listen, man. Kansas City's defense is probably one going to be one of the best defenses this year. They're going to kill them tonight. Yeah. They're going to kill them.
1: Don't do it. I'm still betting Thursday night. I just wow. haven't decided whether Kansas I'm gonna picking. Them They're going to yeah. whoop them. Yeah, but I could then I'll, I'll take Kansas City. I'm not fucking as married to the Eagles as I am as married to being Mr. Thursday night. You're married to the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's my fucking name. All right? <laughs> That's my day. (coughs) This week, the Eagle flies on Thursday.
3: This seems just like a fucked up decision to make.
0: You're not going to win that Eliminator. Playing it safe. You're right.
3: Well, I got the Broncos on Monday. Nice and safe versus the Raiders. Connie. I'll take it. This is the the farthest I've ever gotten in Eliminator.
1: Two weeks. That's right. But I will be out of Hooters tonight. Gina, Gina Gershon on my arm. Oh, shit. Cheering on, Mr. Thursday Night.
3: I know you and Gene are going to fucking hurt. Oh, damn. We always go out and have a bite after the interviews.
1: I never knew that. Yeah. I always used to take Zito with me. because He you? was the producer. The
3: fuck? Why would you take Zito without me? Mm. Zito's a fucking cunt.
1: He, he is, but he uses a knife and fork. Uh, you're the first person I ever saw fucking cut a steak with his fingernails.
3: Yeah, well, you know, fuck it. I like to, I like to fucking have the meat all over. Yeah, know? I understand. Yeah,
1: if I want the f- natural, yeah. well, then go in the backyard with the dogs. I'll throw you out some fucking ham later. Tear them into the shreds.
3: Not eating with a goddamn dog. Refuse to do. You that. eat like one.
1: <laughs> this movie, Prisoners. Yeah. I'm not giving everything away. Fucking kids are snatched. Hicks reminds me of the fucking guy <laughs> who snatched the kids. Oh
3: God damn it really
1: yeah
3: that's fucking
1: you fucking jackman ever took a look at you he just run at you
3: <laughs> <laughs> i ain't fucking taking eight kids all right why well, is the guy kind of like a scumbag this greasy movie, this is
1: a very serious film too. and i there's one line that gets a big laugh that's like a mistake and i don't even want to fucking give it away in case you guys say it
3: uh no but it,
1: i'll just say this you jackman's children are taken from him right And later, he's fucking at a bar. And he's so furious that no one has found his his kids yet. And he looks at the other actor. It's that... uh, I'm trying to think of uh, the other actor's name. Terrence Howard. Terrence Howard, yeah. And Terrence Howard is like a softer man. But Hugh Jackman is like really hard and takes care of his family and stuff. Hmm. And he's drinking. And he goes like this. I'm as mad as a Wolverine and he takes a big fucking drink and it gets this laugh but he isn't, you know I mean, this is a serious film, uh. why in the middle of that didn't anyone say this is going to remind people of the X-Men and he actually goes like this, I'm as mad as a Wolverine <laughs> <laughs> takes a big drink of fucking whiskey how fucking crazy is that is
3: this a prequel to the X-Men no, films?
1: nothing to do it I guess it was just in the script that the guy was that mad. <laughs> the name Wolverine just came up. But it seems insane, right? This seems is on like the casting the director. Thing that happen.
3: <laughs> this is on the casting director. That's that their fault.
1: Your eyes are like shiny fucking m and Just whacked. But anyway, I'm as mad as a Wolverine.
0: Okay. <laughs> mad oh. as a mongoose
1: didn't sound as good. I I can't imagine I don't know whether it gets said in certain parts of the country. Yes, a lot of people are sending him pictures that they call young Fez that happened uh, in um, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. But Fez will never go to Philadelphia. It's too far away and too many trannies.
3: You got to get over this tranny thing. All right, I'm not. right, I'm not playing that. I mean, it's a great song.
1: You are playing it.
3: I'm not playing it. No, this is...
0: You've been playing it. Not even 230 yet. What? It's when this shit usually goes <laughs> down around 230. You
1: know you said two forty. Damn it.
0: <laughs> farts on the
3: brain. Farts are in time, Shelby. <laughs> um, Yours are pretty regular. Oh,
1: co- <laughs> here's, uh, here's come on. Here's Jerry in Colorado. Me. Yeah,
2: it's you. I have a spy report. Oh,
1: thank Christ for that.
2: Spy report. Spy report. Spy report.
1: The Miami Heat's Chris Anderson cleared
2: of child pornography. I
1: didn't nice. even know that he was even in any trouble for right. it. Yeah, the birdman. What, what did he do?
3: Um, nutty story. It, when he was with the Nuggets, there was a whole he got into a whole big thing with like uh, underage porn. It turned out to be like an ex-girlfriend
1: fucking with him. I, Wait. Are you playing that? No. I, um, I noticed when, when you clicked this on, did it go off as?
4: Yeah, that's when it started. Click,
1: click off that page.
4: All right. That is completely closed. Oh, what? Okay.
1: It's that page. Did you click on... Were you clicking a couple of minutes ago when it was running?
4: Um, I was probably going between
1: pages... Yeah, Yeah. I mean, be careful. Well, don't fucking try to restart it. That'll start the music again. It depends on... Does it does it do it at every page or just some?
4: Just some. That was an ESPN page.
1: You think they How would they be playing the same music as Chris, though? Go back to ESPN. And your hands are up.
3: Yeah. I'm not touching nothing.
4: There's ESPN. Okay.
0: All right. Everyone's hands are up. <laughs> Someone's <laughs> fucking with us in Bristol. <laughs>
9: all right, yeah, all
1: right. and then, I'll walk into a, 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 a... Turn it down, Fez. Turn it off.
4: Turn off ESPN. Fe- Closing
1: ESPN. That's it. Every time you go to ESPN. That's fucking weird. We figured it out. Hold on. I'm going to text Gina Gershon. Oh. I just tell her it was on ESPN. <laughs> and then I'm going to make an eight and I kind of think we'll have to look like it's balls on the dick. Don't, don't send her a fucking. She knows. I, ju- I joke around with her a lot.
3: Oh, or if she's used to it. All right. Just like a an eight and some equal signs. No one wants to get random dicks everywhere.
1: Is it jizzing? Mm. There's a. Uh, she had written something about you. Oh, what'd she say? You know what I know. I uh, sure, no, just, just tell me. Your friend Chris looks like a muskrat fucking a cactus. Oh, what the <laughs>
3: fuck? You know, I, she was a she guest on the show. And I don't want to fucking attack her, but that's really fucking mean, Gina.
1: Mina Gershon is more like that. Yeah. That could be her new name.
3: Fuck, call me a muskrat? What the fuck?
1: I never even noticed the Raquel Welch thing with her.
3: That's a good casting.
1: Her and Raquel Walsh have the same exact eyes. I'm going to just... What I'm going to do the next time she comes by is just see, like, what famous person that I can mention that she's not friends with. I'll just be like, you know, Lena Horne said, Oh, I know. I'm very good friends with Lena Horne. Uh, I was talking to Lillian Gish Yeah Yeah She's my neighbor I wrote a letter to Charlie Manson In prison That's not Fucking Celebrate it Who would celebrate that You wouldn't mind A muskrat fucking a cactus Oh what the
3: fuck She's not right about that
1: I'm as mad as a wolverine (laughs) Fucking a cactus You know What let you steal the material again. Now like you did from that website.
3: Yeah, really. Come on, Shelby. They should have rewritten it. I'm pissed as a Cyclops. That would have been really fucking good. Cyclops is getting angry.
1: You're back <laughs> to the Cyclops thing. You want to be the Cyclops. <laughs> Alright, good. I love it. Uh we gotta break, right? We haven't broke yet today, or yeah, we have we- broke seven times. No, we
3: have to we have to break. We should break.
1: Let's break right to second. Uh, we come back. Fez, you have something you want to talk to us about? Yes, I do. What is it? It's is the, n- the, <laughs>
4: the new show on Fox <laughs> called Dads.
1: I haven't seen it yet. You've seen it?
4: All I've seen is the promo footage. Okay. And, and
1: what is the, what, are, what are we selling
4: here? And Seth Green is saying, this show isn't racist. It's just comedy. Well, who said that it was racist? There's there's complaints about it out there that... Out there. On the online, that it is a racist show.
1: It's not that it's online. It's the TV critics have said this. So we'll talk about it when we get back. This new show that may or may not be uh, a racist. It's on regular TV, so it won't be on that long anyway. Ron and Fess. You got a
9: phone. Oh, you're all alone.
1: Young, and today is the harvest moon. Matter of fact, I think it's a little bit av- after 11 o'clock tonight. If you go out, uh, Jupiter lines up right next to the moon. But today is the harvest moon. Some people battle and say that October is the harvest moon. It goes back and forth. But I'm like, what do you harvest in October? Pumpkins? Dick is what you're fucking harvesting. You better be harvesting about. by now. We've got most things, right? September. I think those were drunk farmers that said that. Farmers will never make a mistake about the moon. Never doubt a farmer when it comes to the moon. Farm Aid uh, this week. Um, Willie is going to be up there. Neil Young, John Cougar Mellencamp. Somebody else really big.
4: Dave Matthews is
1: going to be there. Dave Matthews is going to be there. Thank you, Fez. And he is uh, a big, gigantic star and a lot of other bands. So if you get the chance to support Farm Aid, definitely do that. Nothing uh, more important than the American farmer um, battling back against the corporate farms that Chris Stanley supports through his love of uh, cheese, um, potato, potato chips and cheese products. I'm, I'm helping them? Yeah. I didn't even realize that. If you get any kind of cheese chip, yeah. You're like hip hip hooray. Yeah,
3: well, they t- I like the way they taste. I know you do. Maybe I gotta go organic. That won't be helping them then, right? <sighs> Unless, of course, it's an organic product made by a giant corporation.
1: Well, he's in a, he's in an <laughs> argument with himself. If he takes a breath, I'll jump in and explain the actual truth to him. But this is Fez Watley's time in the world. Oh, by the way, is there anybody better than Neil Young?
3: He is the fucking man.
1: There's never been a time in the last five decades that Neil Young has been out with any audience. Of course, the 60s, he's in two of the greatest bands of the 60s. Mm -hmm. 70s, Rolling Stone actually gives them to uh, artists of the decade. 80s, he went fucking crazy and started doing shit with fucking Devo. (laughs) No one knows where he's coming. The 90s, Seattle decides, oh my God, we love Neil Young more than anyone. Yeah.
3: Fucking, the guy's the fucking coolest.
1: I don't know how he pulls it off.
3: Not giving a fuck?
1: Well, if you listen to his music, he gives very much of a fuck, my friend. Well, he
3: cares about the music.
1: I don't know. You just said he didn't give a fuck.
3: No, but he doesn't give a fuck what people think. He does what he does. what his, is his passion. He does what he fucking loves. And if you do that, I think people are going to fucking come to you.
1: Really? Because a lot of shitty people don't care, and you can tell. <laughs> um. All right, so Fez, you have a beef about a TV show.
4: Yes, this is the new show on Fox called Dads, and Seth Green was doing an AMA on Reddit where they brought up the fact that TV critics, USA Today, New York Times, other spots, are calling this show racist, that it's all racist humor. Mm -hmm. Seth Green fires back saying, no, people are being too sensitive. It's a comedy. You have to see it all together. Not just take it joke by joke. Mm-hmm. The jokes are racist. Yes, they're jokes, so I guess that means it's a comedy. But it's still
1: racist. Well, I, I haven't seen this. But would you, if you saw um, Archie Bunker in the 70s, would you, would you say that show is racist? Yeah. Well, that was a positive thing. It's not racism if you're supposed to learn something through the racism.
4: See, I don't think this is some sort of message behind the comedy.
1: We don't know. We haven't seen it yet.
4: Why not give them the opportunity? I've seen the scenes. They're up on the eye bang.
1: That's the first episode, and this is something that's going to go on for years, right?
4: Well, yeah, they hope.
1: I don't know if... if are you saying every time we bring up race, it's racism? Or any time we joke about race, it's racism? I, yeah. Yeah, but
4: I. Yes! If it's a racist joke, it's a racist joke. Just the fact that it's racism put in the form of comedy or a joke doesn't make it any
1: less racist. You are a racist thing to say. You confuse racism with talking about race. Just because you're talking about race doesn't make that racism. There's racist and racial. And uh, if we can learn something from a character's arc, as he might start um, in one place and move to another, then that would negate this racism things that you feel needs to be squashed out. Let's say um, if I moved to Korea today, right? I might find everything to be topsy-turvy. Oh, I could never fit in here. But as time goes on, I start to learn the customs. I make friends. I see that even though some of our things are are different, we're still human beings interacting. I would have some kind of growth from that experience. So you just can't take a couple... I I would agree with Seth that, um, that that is... You know, you can take a couple of jokes and then judge a show by it. I don't know the show, and I hadn't read anything about it. I'm looking over now. It's got two of my favorite people in the world in this, Martin Moe and Peter Rieger. That would be enough for me to check out any show. Uh, Seth Green is also in it. Giovanni Ribisi. That's uh, that's bringing more to the table than most shows are. Um, So I don't know. I, I don't know
0: anything about it. People are attacking this because it's by Seth, Mac- Seth McFarlane, created a family guy. A lot of people don't like him because it's, you know, they find him offensive and they just don't like this, the quick type of humor. And then this is a single camera show, and those aren't that popular. But I don't think that they're mad at like Louis C.K., when he does his type of racist jokes, or people that
1: they actually like. Well, here's what happens sometimes with, uh, let's say, Louis C.K. You earn trust. Yeah. You know what I mean? You earn trust that the character grows as he moves along. Um, And I, I, I haven't seen enough of this show. I don't watch Seth uh, MacFarlane's cartoons. But I also don't necessarily mean that we should ever, you know, scream racist and shut something down before it's been aired. I think they're just seeing, because it's kind of like a, it's not really like word
0: jokes. The thing that people are kind of upset about, they have an Asian assistant, and in one scene they make her dress up kind of in this really skimpy kind of schoolgirl that uh-huh. cliched type of deal. And they're Perfect. saying it's racist, kind of the how they make it and the
4: they papers. mock the voice and everything, and they want her to sound like an Asian schoolgirl. But the so thing that good.
1: we could watch this show and go, oh, we're not supposed to be like those guys. Yeah, it's not You know what I mean? The end I don't scene. think that's the
4: message, of how it? do
1: you know? If we haven't seen it yet. We would have I to. I think judge. it's just cheap jokes. You can feel superior to a TV fucking character though, right? Yes. Like if you watch King of Queens. He's a white guy on there. I don't think he represents me. I can look at him as, as himself. And if he's doing something stupid, I don't necessarily think, hey, I'll do the same thing. I could say to myself, I would never do anything as dumb as this character. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know until I saw the whole show whether there's anything to be fucking frightened of or not. Jay, you're on the run of face show.
5: Million bucks, Ron, as always. Yeah. Um, listen, I watched this show last night and uh, I gotta tell
2: you I, I love it was his name, Otter from uh, Animal House whatever his name is Peter uh,
5: and I had very high expectations for the show but as usual Fez wants to jump on the racist card I think the show was just not funny it just it, I laughed once during the whole show
1: and we're gonna be honest most sitcoms aren't okay. funny it's just, and they will burn themselves out without everyone worrying about calling them whatever names and 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 trying to take them off the air. We don't even need to do that.
0: It just kind of looked shitty to me. Not, I mean, I think they're just piling on the racist just because right. they don't think it's funny. But the characters... That's probably what makes it shitty. Adds to it. They learn kind of from their lesson or the thing about having her dress up like that is, oh, look, these guys are, you know, pricks. It's not like the whole episode they're trying to give her a makeover and then at the end they go, hey, look at you, put on this skimpy outfit. Laugh track roll credits that right. that's not part of the show they just see it and they just lose their minds um,
1: John, you're on the run of show
2: Hey guys I just want to be clear Fez so racism's bad but gay bashing's okay because we're supposed to
4: be
1: afraid no of gay why boys, right? you just did it today I that's said I was, I was afraid, afraid of a trans-
4: of a particular person in my neighborhood.
5: That sounds kind of anti-gay,
2: though, Fez. I nice try, but I think though, you're though, way Fez. off
1: base. How many times did you say you were harassed or attacked by transvestites? About five.
2: It's anti-gay.
1: About five gets to the point.
2: I'll support your freedom of speech, though, Fez. Hmm. I'm behind you all the way as a straight guy.
1: All right, thanks, John. Um, Tommy, you're on the Ron Fez show.
2: First of all, uh, there's a T at the end of the word. That's racist. Sorry, I just, it was bothering me. Second, there's no way you believe what you're saying. You don't believe that from one scene that a show is racist, you're saying things to get on the air, because otherwise you just cry when you talk. You don't believe that this is racist. You don't, there's no fucking way this is So happening.
4: you don't want to talk Sorry. about it. You just want to talk about my emotional problems.
2: No, no, that's not an emotional problem. It's a reason problem. You are not a reasonable person right now. You don't believe it's racist. Racist. You just, There's
4: a T on the you, end of it.
2: Well, you didn't, so I figured I would. It's an it's an English problem you're having, Ronnie. You're a you're a saint and an angel to put up with this bullshit every day.
1: I'm not sure. I'm not sure at all. Um, here's uh, Kevin. You're on the Run of Fez show.
2: Hey, everybody! Um, I had a call because I watched the show, Dad's like like the other people have been saying. It's not overly funny, but the joke with the Asian assistant wasn't oh, look at this Asian assistant, we're going to make her hot and put her in a schoolgirl costume. It was, look at these two guys and how ridiculous they're being to have, to think that this is a good idea. Let's laugh at them for being so stupid. It, it, the joke was not racist, and fuzzy, I love you, buddy. But they're the you heroes
4: of to... the show. We're supposed to sympathize with them because their dads are driving them nuts. You haven't seen
1: the show yet. That's what I'm saying. But you haven't. Yeah, you're you're judging a show you, you haven't seen. Um, I can see that you're not even locking your eyes in here. You're all fired up about something. I'm not even sure what. About a show that probably isn't going to be on very long.
4: No, this will disappear quickly.
1: Then what are you so upset for? What, what are we supposed to be? You're, you're doing be- nothing but bringing attention to him. I'm telling you, there's great fucking people in this show. I know you don't, you know, go for comedy anymore, but there's some re- Peter Rieger, to me is. Uh, terrific actor Martin Mull's fucking amazing.
4: And they've ended up doing a racist comedy.
1: Well, teach us about comedy. Tell us a really funny thing. Anything.
4: I don't have anything at this point. Why not? I can't think of anything.
1: You can even use something racist or sexist if you want, though. Nothing's coming to my mind.
4: But when they were mocking the girl well, Let's out.
1: go back to you doing some jokes. Let's do a funny story about what they've done. Use humor as your weapon. Um... Here's uh, here's Rick, Shaolin.
2: What's up, Ronnie B? Yeah. I got a, I got a question small off. So he's saying don't don't prejudge me or judge me. That's constantly what he does because it's no idea about the show. He's judges everybody. I don't get it.
1: I don't know either. Uh here's Tyler.
2: Hey Ronnie. Uh yeah, yeah actually the show I watched last night again, it wasn't hilarious, but it was actually the opposite of racism. They they were mocking the people who were acting in a silly racist way, especially at the table where the two dads were talking, and they, they uh, called the the uh, the Asian woman Oriental. It, they were mocking them. It wasn't racist at all. If anything, it was bringing the light the silliness of some of the things that all of our parents used to say and do, which which were racist, which aren't anymore. So uh, I'm a little
0: confused with Fred's point.
2: You're going
1: to seem racist to your kids, too. It's just the way life moves along at a certain point.
0: I mean, just a couple years ago, they had two characters on 30 Rock. One, Tracy Morgan, put on white face as a woman, and then the other woman dressed up as a black guy. Making them seem like, oh my God, these people are assholes. I mean, right. they're just crazy, selfish people. I'm going to make Look sure that, that show's taken
1: off the fucking air. And nobody so. complained about that. I'm going to. I'm going to go over 30 Rock now, right through their goddamn uh, wraparound Asian pictorial thing that Earl put up on the iBang. I stopped and saw it on the way in. How was it? No, oh, around billboard? Okay. I don't know. I guess if I was real, I thought it was great. Uh, Tom, in New York, you're on the Run of Fez show.
2: Fez, you really ought to hang it up. Quit. You, you no longer have any appreciation for comedy whatsoever. You were always just a mean guy. You used to attack people like Billy Staples about their weight. Your humor always came from a mean place. Now you're just politically correct. You don't see humor in anything. You don't appreciate anything that's funny on the planet anymore. Give it up, Fez.
1: He's going to tell you a funny story right now. I don't have one. None? Nothing funny? Mm mm. I had a cute joke. What's that? Um, <clears throat> a friend of mine got attacked by a transvestite. Yeah. <laughs> and now he's so afraid of her that he goes down 10th Avenue. <laughs>
3: <laughs> one tranny fucking makes <laughs> him change his entire life,
1: and underwear. He had to change his life and his underwear. Shot himself.
3: There's no excuse for shitting yourself unless you get shot in the head.
1: It was multicolored. It was uh, rainbow yeah. colored.
3: God, that's not healthy. I don't um,
1: eat the color dye. Mm. Here is uh, here's Sean with Caroline. You're on the run Fez Show.
2: Hey, Ronnie B. Uh, Fez, if you're so upset by this show, Dad, why don't you go down uh, the hall and ask management to pull the ads that have been running on 103 for the past two weeks for the show?
4: I never said that the show should be pulled off. I said Seth Green can't say something isn't racist just because it's said with a punchline. But you're willing I, I, to don't, I don't, don't think sort of that's a cover-all audit? excuse, is what I said. Let's go back to ESPN. No, I didn't hit anything on there. I ain't touching shit. Dogs.
1: Saratoga Chick is uh, branching out. Oh? Save the Broncos for a rainy, fucky day. Bet Zucasa on the Vikings versus the shit Browns. You won't be sorry.
3: Yeah. That could be the smart pick this weekend.
1: Do you think I should uh, take Kansas City or the eggs?
3: I think you should take Kansas City. So the eggs it is. <laughs> That's from the Jinxmaster Jinx.
1: Yeah, unless you're Jinxing me again.
3: I see that could be coming into play. I don't know.
1: You fucked with me. Guess what? You got a target on your back now. I'm <laughs> in don't, I don't I an alliance and we're after you. You got your gag together, Fez? No. Why not? I haven't
4: thought of anything. Oh come? Nothing's coming into my head.
1: Boy, I'm looking over at the experts and they are so divided on this game.
4: It's fucking impossible to call this. It's impossible
3: to fucking bet on it.
1: I only follow one person Mr. Thursday night. Man, I'm worried Jaworski's picking the Chiefs.
3: <laughs> Me and Jaws on the same side, finally.
1: Although, Jackson is picking the Eagles.
3: It's too fucking close to call, dude.
1: How about Bengals Green Bay? Who are you want, in that? Green Bay all day. Bengals. At home. Big I'm feeling pretty strong about that though. Packers have no defense. No, they have none.
3: Green Bay all day.
1: Come on. How baby. about Cowboys Rams?
3: And straight up. I like uh I like the Cowboys.
1: I like the Rams. How about Chargers Tennessee? That's a tough one to Ooh.
3: pull I'm going to f- give me the Chargers. I think they're fucking hot. Phil Rivers is fucking found in his youth again.
1: Yeah. Has he ever been hot two weeks in a row?
3: This is going to be fucking three weeks.
1: What about
0: the 0 2 Giants at the 0 2 Panthers? I got to
1: go Giants. Yeah, but st- I can see the Giants fucking it up. Yeah. Oh, well, they can see him fucking up anything. <laughs> but those Panthers are really bad. Uh, Houston Baltimore is an interesting game. Here's, here's another interesting game. Uh, Atlanta-Miami.
3: Yeah, that's fucking... I think Miami's favorite in that. I think that's, uh, it's minus one. They can keep doing it, man. Tannehill's fucking coming into his own.
1: Who are your buckaroos playing, Fuz? They are going to New England. Here's time in Georgia. Tom, go ahead.
2: Hey, Fez, hey. Yes. Patty, need a fucking... I agree with you, buddy. If I was there, I'd give you some nice anal love. I really love you.
1: Wes in Dallas, you're on the Run of Fez show.
2: Yeah, just a little advice. Fez, um, you know, next time you have an opinion on just about anything, take a deep breath, count to three, and then say the opposite. Chances are you'll make some friends.
1: How about this? Try coming out on the side of free speech with this um, show. But I never said the show should
4: be taken off the air. That's going to happen anyway. uh,
1: Even in the judgment of it. Why don't you come out and try to be on the side of free speech, or at least giving them a chance. Just argue that point.
4: They should be allowed to do their comedy, and if people don't want to watch it, Then they don't have to turn on Fox on Wednesday nights. How's that feel? Good.
1: Yeah. Feel like a good opinion of?
4: Yeah. You you happy with it? Yeah. I don't know if I agree with it, but yeah, it feels
1: good. What part don't you agree with? Why does it feel good saying something you don't agree with?
4: Because then everybody's uh, on my side.
1: For what? Who's on your side?
4: Then the callers would be.
1: Is that what you want?
4: No, I've never needed it before.
1: Why don't you just tell the caller? Why entertain the callers? Just tell them a funny story.
4: I don't have a funny story to tell. I can't think of one. Nowhere? No, everything's just a blank.
1: Where's the blank at?
3: That's what I constantly say. Like where are my blanks at? To fill in the blank?
1: Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Eric, you're on the Run of show.
2: Hey, guys. Um, interesting thing going on in, in English soccer right now with Tottenham Hotspur in North London. It's kind of like the Redskins argument that Fez makes some time. And I want to get his, uh, his opinion on it. The, um... North London, where Spurs are located, is, a, is historically a Jewish part of town, and the team for for decades have called themselves the Yids or the Yiddos, and um, they do it affectionately. But recently, uh, like in the last couple of weeks, they've been um, the football association and the government over there is speaking out against them, telling them that even though they use the term affectionately, they're not allowed to use it anymore. They could be prosecuted and banned from going to uh, to Tottenham matches if they call themselves the Yid Army, as they do.
1: And yeah, uh, England, it gets to where Fez is actually in control there. That's how bad the the language police are, where you can actually be arrested for telling somebody to rest and piss.
3: That's so fucked up. It can't be heading that way in America.
1: It's well, we're certainly a lot closer than we used to be. I
0: think even after the Olympics, there's that like just young swimmer on their team, like diver. Even his dad died like just a few weeks prior, and some guy wrote on Twitter to him, "Oh yeah, you let your dad down," or this happened yeah and he like got arrested. For he that. was
1: arrested for saying, "You suck," and you let your dad's memory down. Um, there was, uh, you, you hate the name Redskins, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, now there's this article today in USA Today where, um, these high schools that are called the Redskins are the people who go to them are Native Americans and they love the name and they love that there's Washington Redskins. It would be interesting to see. What percentage of people are actually offended by a lot of these things, and what people are not offended by? But we never get into that. We just get into yelling.
3: Now, if we saw the numbers, people would be like, This is retarded.
1: Hey, what's <laughs> offensive? To, to really who? Waterheads. <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, I just uh, say tarred.
1: Dan, you're on the Run and Face show. Let me try you again Dan
2: yeah what's up buddy?
1: yeah what can we do for you?
2: I'm just trying to figure out uh Fezzi's, uh dollars per minute and he works and works and works he says but doesn't uh doesn't produce on the show so I'm thinking maybe he's just in it for the cash producer uh makes a little more money than uh than uh, the show host mm-hmm.
1: good point. I had a rough day yesterday, though, right? Tranny
4: beat up. Yep. Well, got my mustache pulled really hard. Felt like my face was coming off.
1: How about this kid over here? He fucking pulled his face out yesterday. Uh, that was know. bizarre. A lot of extra skin there, huh?
0: I don't. I didn't see anything wrong with it until you brought it up. I yeah. mean, I just guess I'm just a
1: freak. You had skin like a bedsheet. Fucking shit, dude! Do you have
3: a fucking person suit on top of your regular skin?
1: What about you, Hicks? Do you have a controversial subject that you could take the minority view, view on?
6: <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: what I want to start doing is stop giving people antibiotics.
3: They're giving—it's giving everyone autism. If you give your fucking kids antibiotics, you're a bad parent.
1: And I don't know why the black kids and white kids have to go to school together. Give me a call at 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ. Bring back busing. I think women in the workplace should be made to show their vaginas that anybody wants to see it. 866-RON-ZERO-FEZ.
3: Asian people, let's use them instead of computers. Call in. Let's let's round up all the trannies.
1: (laughs) Round them up. Get them into one place. I think Julie Shen should be forced to lie down and have a doctor re uh, slant her eyes. (laughs) XXX. Rod Zero Fest. Taking the minority opinion to try to piss you off. Damn it.
3: We should be giving kids guns. Now who else to protect themselves?
1: Every kid should get a gun instead of a video game. 866-RON-ZERO-FEST. <laughs> Take him to the fucking Eight, range. 866 <laughs> 0 fast. Call the goddamn
0: number. Center Let's the rap
1: music. Let's get rid of the Mexican border. 866-RON-ZERO-FEST. <laughs> And we change the name of this country from the United States to Santa Ana's little sister. 866 take 525 Are we in Canada, or what? I'm taking the minority opinion. Nukem. Um, Jeff, you're on the run of show. Jeff, once. Twice. Uh, Patrick, you're on the run of show.
2: Hey Ronnie, yeah. uh, I got. I was going to invite Fezzi, truck drive and get a little change, but I like that vagina thing. Show the vagina. Yeah. But one more. Hey, one more question though. Going back to yesterday, the guy on pink pants or Peter Sellers, the the was that Bruce Lee that used to hide and and, no. and
1: jump? You on? are racist for saying that. God damn it! Was it Bruce Lee? <laughs> I don't believe so. No, I don't think so. No. no. Hey Fezzi. Um, Uh, Todd, you're on the Ron Fez show.
2: Hey, Fezzy. Yes. Um, um, earlier when Ron asked you about um, telling a joke or something funny, he said nothing could come to mind. Kind of like your sex life,
1: huh? See you. Mm. Uh, Shelby, you had something you wanted to do today, and that's a reopen the case. Let's play the new sounder and the new bit, and let's kick it off strong should have put it up here on the 360, right? Yeah. Here we go. What's the matter with you guys? You all know he's guilty. He's got to burn. You're letting him slip through our fingers.
2: It's time to reopen the case.
1: Reopen the case with Shelby. I'm trying to think of what we... Oh, uh one of the kids came back and said Muhammad Ali is an awful person. He Bob. went to reopen his case. And what was the second one? That Bob had? Steve Jobs. Steve Jobs, worthless fucking know-nothing. Yeah, who was mean to people. Reopen the case. Uh, this one, Shelby, you got one for us, right? Yes, it is.
0: Ernesto Shea Guevara. Ooh,
1: straight out of cuteness, son. Right, now, uh, what are you trying to say that more or less people should be wearing brace. Well, you see
0: a lot of these kids wearing Che Guevara t-shirts, and then the response is, oh, they don't even know what a horrible person right. that he was. I made it argue, not so bad of a guy. In fact, I think he was a hero. Okay. Well, the argument against him is how just brutal he really was, and... He was fighting against just a horrible government led by Batista mm-hmm. in the Cuban Revolution, which put in Fidel Castro. A lot of people are mad because they shot people like in firing squads, and he himself killed over 200 just by his own hand. Right. But he was going against war criminals who had killed over 20,000 innocent people on their own, and that really isn't brought up at all either.
1: Yeah, it's brought up, the fact that it wasn't seen as a fair trial. The fact that these um, that they would have the trials in stadiums and then massacre the people in the stadium, it's not something civilized people would do. It's
0: not, that's sort of a knock against him, but he was just going against
1: people that were bad, had... Do you think all the people that he killed in those things deserved the death penalty?
0: Maybe not all of them, but I think the majority of them
1: did. Okay, so if you had a murderer who only killed some people, he would still be a murderer, right? Correct. And that's what people... uh, That's the handle that Che gets. I think it's very little to do, even with his philosophy or his freedom fighting... But the fact that that was over, those trials, that kangaroo court, um, he lost anything that he had in the world court. I still think that the
0: good that he did went way beyond the bad things
1: that he did. You can say that about any priest that molests a kid. Every priest could say, I did a lot of good stuff. Uh, but who are you going to remember Mess? a kid toucher? Someone who grabbed a little kid's balls. Jugg- that's who you're backing right now, Shelby. You juggled them. Oh, God. In the mouth. Oh, damn it, Shelby. Yeah. No balls were juggling well, anyone. Here's, here's what I think the love of Shea is. More than anything else. Dying young. When you go with the college kids, they have pictures of James Dean, up, right? Yeah. No one has any pictures of Paul Newman. Paul Newman was about the same time age as James Dean, also a fantastic actor, mm-hmm. but since the fact he lived a life and got older, kids aren't interested in him, they're interested in people with the early death. That's why they have pictures of Jim Morrison, but not Mick Jagger, because they have, they don't want to be remembered that their youth won't live inside some kind of little fucking jar forever.
0: He was ahead of his time on just many ideas, including he denounced the KKK before people did that in America. He fought alongside black mercenaries in Africa and denounced the racism there, including South Africa's apartheid. That was over 30 years
1: before the West did. Look, there's plenty of things that we could agree with him on. I think that, and I don't think he takes heat for those kind of things. I think he takes heat for the fact that things got pretty dicey and crazy there after that revolution. uh, And what was the hurry? But can you really have a bloodless revolution? I think once you take captors, you know what I mean. Like if it happened during the storming of it or whatever. um, But there are such a thing as war crimes, and. That's what people end up accusing him of. Now, I don't know all the details on it, but I, I, I was always confused. What was the hurry to execute those people? What was the meaning of doing it in public unless it was to frighten and brainwash the other people of here's the things that could happen to you when you're up against this new regime? And it's not like the Castro regime has been any better for the world.
0: But he wasn't really responsible for Fidel Castro he actually if he I believe if he had stayed in Cuba instead of trying to help people in Bolivia the country would have gotten even better like he taught peasants to read and today their literacy rate is even better than the vast majority of countries is it better than ours I think it is
1: more people read in Cuba
0: than read here last time I checked it was like 99.9 percent And what are we here like a point lower than that, but hey,
1: I like percentages here. Here's uh, Corey. You're on the Ron Fed show.
5: Hey, buddy, how we doing? Love you guys, love the show, uh, Ron. And I agree that you know maybe executing people isn't the greatest thing, but uh, the American and French revolutions were never bloodless,
2: like Shelby just said. And uh, he was maybe not the nicest guy. He said a lot of crazy things, but the overall picture, not a bad guy. I mean, revolution
10: is a bloody thing, and you don't have time for trials. You don't have time to maybe
1: for a system of balance. uh, That's pretty much all I got to say. What else did he have to do that was so important? Um, I'm looking over here, and uh, Liz said Fire says that, according to Shelby, that he is just a kind of Cuban Dexter. Okay. That's all he was doing. It's justified,
3: then.
0: I think it is justified because he was taking down a regime that was even worse and not only just killing people, but torturing them as well.
1: So you're a big chafe fan.
0: Yeah, I think he would have helped even more countries that were being oppressed if he hadn't been killed while helping people in Bolivia.
1: Just running around, just leading one after another.
0: International Robin Hood. Well, in his early days, he just went around and helped lepers and leper colonies, and that had helped him see that just the vast disparity between wealthy people and poor people and just the puppet governments that were being set up by countries like the U.S. and Russia, and he just inspired him to help people. The fact that he killed like a thousand people, vastly outweighs the millions of people that he did help and inspire.
1: Uh, Chris Stanley, where are you on this uh, Che thing? I know you like t-shirts. I, I, lo- like I mean,
3: free a, a design standpoint, yeah, mm-hmm. the guy looks great in a t-shirt, but he fucking murked out too many people for fucking me to be standing behind everything he did. And I saw the movie and it was way too long. They could have kept that to one. Let the bicycle one? Oh, uh, no, the one that was a uh, two-part...
1: Motorcycle par- <laughs> fucking Diaries?
3: No, nah, I'm talking about the Soderbergh one that was like two fucking
1: movies. Yeah, let me say the name of it. Motorcycle oh, Diaries. Oh, Jesus. What's that? Oh, that was I'm a moron. There was moron.
0: A one with Soderbergh called
1: Che. I don't even think he liked
0: making it. Oh, I didn't even think... I didn't even heard of that one. Yeah, it- well,
3: Benicio Latorre was Che. Um,
0: First half is him taking down Cuba. The second is him in the Bolivian jungle.
1: Did he come out like a hero in the Soderbergh one? Is no. that why you love
0: so? No, he paints it. Hey, you decide. There's some negative aspects. I will decide.
1: And
3: I, and I did. This movie's too long.
1: My favorite part of the movie is when he did this. I'm as mad as a Wolverine.
0: Jeez, they use that line in a lot of movies these days. So? this
1: it is. Um... What about for you, Fezzi? You're being awful quiet. Do you think gays should have the right to vote in Cuba or should be put to death like they were under the Castro regime?
4: Uh, not put to death and right to vote. Hmm. Then I guess you're on the other side. This sounds like it was just one brutal takeover of another brutal takeover where there was no good in, in any of this.
1: You can say that about any fucking country. You can say that about when Obama took over for fucking Bush. Um, let's go over here. Hi, you're on the Run Fed show. Let's see if these phones are working at all. Hi. Uh, I am having some phone trouble. Here's Marshall. You're on the Runa Fed show.
10: Hey, what's up, buddies? You guys hey. are in my wheelhouse now. Um, I have a master's in Latin American history. Okay, we'll really uh, but anyway, uh, well, what happened there is Che was a part of a revolution in Guatemala, and basically our, our capitalists, or Western capitalists, sort of uh, install these governments that commit unbelievable uh, brutality, and they, they've put in these regimes you know that are friendly to business and all this kind of shit yeah so what had happened is in guatemala uh che was a big part of that and he saw the cia come in and basically hire these uh you know hundreds of thousands of poor people to be thugs and uh the situation got really really bad and the guatemalan revolution failed and then uh so he went to cuba and he applied everything he learned and so what they did is they took all the capitalist shit And they just started killing him because they saw that as the only way to do it. Now, I'm not saying it's right, but it's like uh, being mad at a woman who slaps a guy in the face after she's raped in the ass, you know. Um, But, you know, the capitalists have won in the end, so they get to tell the story. Anyway, that's all I got.
1: So, but from your point of view, uh, you're saying you you would go with Shelby on this? He's gone. Guess we'll never know. Um, here is Tim. Tim, you're on the Run and Face show.
2: Hey, how's it going, guys? Yeah. Um, listen, I thought the big controversy over wearing a Che Guevara t-shirt was that kids wore them to somehow show that they were independent or different than everybody else. And in fact, if Che Guevara were in power, he was completely anti-freedom of speech. He was completely against rock and roll. And he actually had, this one for you, said. He had a campaign to arrest uh, gay people in Cuba. Um, I thought that was really the big problem was that if Che Guevara were your, your leader, you wouldn't be allowed to be nonconformist enough to wear a Che Guevara t-shirt that represented the nonconformity that it's supposed to support. Anyway.
1: I'll tell you this. Che was a hero to most, but he never meant shit to me. Straight up racist, that sucker was. Simple and plain. Motherfuck him and John Wayne.
0: (laughs) I think the whole point of wearing it is just to say I'm going against the mainstream. I'm going against the thoughts that people hold dear and I'm going to go my own way no matter what it takes.
1: Are you saying go your own way like in the same way that was said back in the 70s by a little band called Fleetwood Mac?
0: Is that what you're talking about? I guess I he he was a pretty big Mac fan, even though he Aaron
1: in Jersey. You're on the Ronnifay show.
5: Hey, B million bucks. Hey, Shelby. It sounds like you're saying if you murder a bunch of people and uh, and then you do something nice and good afterwards, you get a pass on it. So how many uh, how many reformed
2: murderers are we going to let out of jail if they if they behave themselves and, and do good deeds?
0: Well, they're just murdering, just innocent people. He was murdering guilty people. Some,
1: Some, not all of them were fucking guilty, and you wouldn't put up with, in this country, if the cops just fucking rolled up and said, you people are guilty, so we're gonna fucking pull you in the street and shoot you, we would say that was insanity. And it's basically what he did after the fact. He was killing people in public... Um, it's tough for me to anyone to s- see someone who could sit there and shoot unarmed people and act like something heroic took place. Well, people no offense just, to George Zimmerman. People just paint him in
0: with all these other people who take over a country and just become a dictator. He did these things so he could get in and help more people. And I think most
1: them. dictators think that they're doing a good job. You know what I mean? Most dictators, if you talk to them, they're like, I fucking give and give and give. I can't believe how much I'm trying. Mm-hmm. There's very few people who do the, I'm evil and I'm enjoying this. Everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. Fez thinks he's doing the right thing. Chris thinks he's doing the right thing. Ron thinks he's doing the right thing. Because Two of us are fucking completely wrong. But and that's Chris and Fez. <laughs> oh... It. I thought for a second I was right I uh, know I think I want to take fucking Kansas City I don't know what to do <laughs> I wish I wasn't Mr. Thursday Night why am I just Mr. Weekend that would be an easier fucking thing to do everyone just wants to get me out that's why they call me Mr. Thursday Night so they're trying to back me into something and then they take easy bets
3: take the Chiefs
1: um Kevin no, I'm taking the Eagles now fucker <laughs> Kevin you're on the run of face show no I'm taking the Chiefs <laughs> alright no Eeks. This is
3: too fucking...
1: Kevin too in South Carolina, we got you. Here is uh, Ryan in St. Louis.
2: Ron, I just wanted to put a Shelby straight regarding to everyone who I've ever seen wear a Shea Rivera t-shirt. They're all these stoned out hipsters. None of them know shit about Cuban history and anything. But they just think that they're these, like they
1: these mad fuck-the-system kind oh, oh, of table, you, You've never they smoked pot, pot in your life? What is this anti-pot thing?
2: I mean, I, I'm not against it, but I'm... I mean,
1: you, come, saying, you sound like, like a nut dragger with a, a fucking shaved head.
3: That guy's a fucking douchebag.
0: Yeah, let us live our life, man. Quit holding this down. That's not what Che Guevara would have done.
1: You're starting to turn me around a little bit. But, but that, that's just fucking talking about cli- cliches. I mean, the way he made it sound cool <laughs> like that. Fucking, I, I want to be cool. Here, have a t-shirt. Maybe this will
3: change your mind.
1: This is at least it's back open again. Um, Here is uh, Dan. Dan, you're on the running phone show. Roddy B. Yeah.
2: I just wanted to say, uh, Shelby's 100% right. The literacy rate is exceptional in Cuba. The problem is they only have two books. And one of them is the owner's manual for a 59 Chevy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Fuck, he's right. You're a fucking <laughs> asshole. It's like shit down there. Fucking place is literally falling down. There's no infrastructure. Come what? on, man.
9: Come on, man. <laughs>
3: come on, man. Dave, you got jacked up.
1: My favorite, come on, man. I think we ended up putting it up on the iBank was that team, that high school team that blocked the punt and oh, yeah. celebrated at the end of the game and they're all jumping up and down but the ball was still live <laughs> and the other team's coaches are yelling big up the ball! And they run it back they score a touchdown and everybody in fucking Washington's going you guys are dicks, you're fucking bunch of pussies, you don't even know the game's over we're gonna end up on come on man for this! Come on man! you know, and man- then when they did the come on man vote, that was number one
3: Oh, well, those kids look like assholes. They're never going to live that shit down.
1: No, they're stupid fucking children. <laughs> Ryan, in Chicago, you're on the Run and Fed Show.
2: Hey, how you doing, guys? Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm thinking if you get a shirt at the mall from a chain store, it really doesn't make you an individual. It makes you kind of a trust fund kid who doesn't appreciate it. It's what he got.
3: People without trust funds shop at the mall.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got a fucking T-shirt that I fucking wrote in myself. Yeah. Come on, man. And then...
3: You gotta start fucking selling those, dude.
1: I'd buy one. Get Get on the the back. Screen pressed. You know, here's the thing I want to bring up about reopen the case, right? You want to be fair and reopen the case for Jay. Yet you have no problem that he didn't even give these fucking people a case before he machine gunned them down and piles of fucking body was laying there. And what do you do? You masturbate thinking
3: about it. He's like the South American Pol Pot. I mean fucking Che killed a lot of
0: fucking people, dude. He never smiled like Pol Pot did in every photo he was ever in.
1: <laughs> Pol Pot honestly it seems like something you should be able to order from <laughs> That's number fucking, four. Yeah. Um and what's in the Pol Pot again? Is that pieces of shrimp or they hold shrimp?
3: Well, it's spicy shrimp. Spicy spicy or just spicy? Spicy spicy. Oh, that's twice as spicy as I want. Well then I don't you can order something else.
1: I'll have to check Herrera. <laughs> <laughs> now does that come on a burrito? Yeah, it's that's more like a
3: wrap, yeah. But a spicy wrap? It can be spicy if you'd like. Spicy or spicy spicy? It's spicy. Most that, things are spicy spicy.
1: That's not that's too spicy
4: for me. Oh, okay. well,
3: then you're gonna have to order something that's not spicy.
1: What's this other thing called hot and really, really spicy?
3: That's our hot and really, really spicy dish. Is
1: it really, really spicy Yes. really, really spicy, spicy? It's really, really spicy, spicy. It's both. That's not enough for me. I want it even hotter. (laughs) But you just said it wasn't too hot. God damn it. Could you just light a Mexican baby on fire and (laughs) throw it through my window? That's illegal.
0: What do they want?
3: (laughs) Babies? There. Who's that other person talking? <laughs> this isn't a one-man operation. Is he cute? <laughs> I,
1: is he white or is he spicy? <laughs> He's white. Oh, because I was looking for spicy. But not spicy spicy.
3: No. Now we're getting to something.
0: Are they asking about me? <laughs>
3: <laughs> He's got great
1: eyes. Dave, you're on the run of Fed show.
2: What's going on, buddies? Yeah. Yeah, I was an old listener back in the N.E.W. days when you had the Out of These theme song going on. Oh, yeah. You guys, you guys were just, I mean... Uh, we were the shit. You,
1: you're
2: unreal, and you still are, you know, mm. coming back here, especially with this guy Hicks on board, he's good. Yeah. But what the hell happened to Fez? Am I missing a bit here?
1: Uh, why doesn't he talk? Why is he so silent? He was just jumping in that spicy, spicy bit with us. He was I the guy realize. talking, yeah. He was the guy talking off like, who was it? You know, that was his mm. character. What was the name of that character? P.D. Joe?
4: P.D. Joe, the fucking sous
3: chef.
1: <laughs> what was the name of your character during that, Fess?
4: That was the assistant manager in the background. So that was you? No, it wasn't me. It was Shelby.
1: What were you doing doing that? Thinking of you, Joe?
4: Still haven't thought of one. Ah.
1: At this back scratcher scratching away.
3: I'm telling you, man. Fucking open up scratch parlors. They'd make a fucking mint. Fuck
1: yeah.
3: <laughs> they would make a mint. There would be
1: just, a line in the scratch parlor.
3: I mean, just get those fucking the scalp massagers, all sorts of crazy fucking back scratchers. People would Any fucking start jacking. you have
1: will scratch it.
3: Yes. It's a scratch parlor. And no, no
1: hand jobs. We'll scratch your eyes out. <laughs> Why do you want to make a mint?
3: Like, that's like, you know, like a, like the mint. Like a
1: refreshing mint? No,
3: no, like the U.S. Like mint. Like a dead man's shirt? Like a ridiculous amount of money.
1: <laughs> off a chain. That's a really an old school thing that you said. <laughs> that probably hasn't been said in like 50 years. It's
3: also a Brooklyn thing, too. Okay, okay so is you're
1: like- Brooklyn. Did no, you listen. Like- oh, did you see who the hipster is? It's Chris Stanley. <laughs> That's his fucking uh, bicycle downstairs that has the giant front wheel and the little back wheel.
3: <laughs> it's different. I like it like that.
0: Do you like it like it or do you like it? I like is it. Is
1: it spicy, spicy?
3: I like old-timey things.
1: Chuck, in Missouri, you're on the run of Fez, Show.
2: Mr. Thursday night. Yeah. Uh, You said fuck John Wayne. You went too far.
1: Well, I don't think you would realize this, but John Wayne was gay. (laughs) 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 The John Wayne... uh, You're laughing at it. Vez Watley, as you know, my friend, is gay. Is there rumors that John Wayne was in a closet? Absolutely. Find the picture. And I'll have anyone... (laughs) Sit here and tell yeah. me that this man in this picture it was done in Key West. That's not a gay man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm All signs point to... I'm going to hang it up. Guys, put later, that up man. on the iBank. All right. We got, uh, we'll re-put we'll re- it up. It's under straight men, gay looks on the iBank. John Wayne is the first one He looks gay as hell in that. In fact, you said you've actually jacked off to that picture before.
4: Yes, I have. I mean, he's very... I mean, he's as gay as can be, but in a very macho kind of look, very dominant, very top kind of look. Oh, God. I don't want to hear him described like Like that. Like he
1: would be fucking doing YMCA? Like he'd be the cowboy in YMCA?
4: He definitely could.
1: Straight guy's gay looks. Which, by the way, I'm mad that the Steve McQueen's in there because that's just a guy at the gym. Uh, John che- Don Cheetah was doing a fucking movie. That does not belong there. Harrison Ford's wearing Speedos. Uh, Marky Mark's got what's ever coming to him. <laughs> Arnold's gay. I think Jean-Claude Van Damme has no problems. You
3: know. He's bisexual, he'd at be, least. Yeah, he'd
1: be open to it. <laughs> uh, Scott, you're on the Run of Fetish show.
2: Hey, guys. I, I was going to say we should get back on the subject, but we have gotten far afield. No,
1: I, I, I appreciate Bar. the subject. Let's go.
2: No no, I was just gonna say that like I think that Shelby's point was talking about Che Guevara and everybody's calling up talking about the people wearing the shirts or Fidel Castro. And those are different people than Che Guevara.
1: Well, the people wearing the shirts, he's talking about they're talking about college kids. Tend to wear put the poster up. Uh and um you know, a lot of bands. Obviously, those
2: kids don't know what they're talking about, and Fidel Castro has good and bad, but Che Guevara was a complex historical figure, and I agree with Shelby that it's silly to lump him in with like a bunch of other dictators, because he wasn't ruling anything. He was a military strategist, where Fidel Castro, if you want to talk about the the military, I mean, the dictatorship, that would be Fidel Castro, but yeah, I agree with Shelby that Uh, Che Guevara was trying to help people who were under a super oppressive regime
5: take back their government.
1: Uh, Here's my only beef. The fact that he sat there and just executed people afterwards instead of putting them in boats and sending them to the States or even putting them in prison. What the fuck was that all about?
2: I think it was a guerrilla war and in every guerrilla war that happens. It's not good, but to single him out
1: but, but, but we're going from saying something's not good to seriously a cold-blooded mass murderer. That's my, be- that's my beef there. I get all the stuff of him going around and seeing the oppression and being moved by it and feeling like something has to happen. But to sit there and machine gun people, men, women, and children, as a matter of fact. I, I do think what he did was bad, but the way he's... But there's people
0: then, the U.S. who have killed people that are way—they're not vilified nearly the same amount. No, give me one.
1: Tell me the American who sat there and just shot up uh, 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 thousands of people.
2: I can give you an example would be um, in Chile, Pinochet. Who filled the st- national stadium there with people who were against him and machine gunned the whole stadium? But I don't think that
1: we're a big uh, fan of his.
2: There's no. And, and he was he was funded by Kissinger.
1: Oh look, believe me, has the CIA been involved in bad shit before? Absolutely, I'll fucking cop to that. But it doesn't mean that we sit around and say this guy who filled the stadium up with people, men, women, and children and machine gun them down, that we can look beyond that and said, but he also did some good stuff. No, I don't think any American would ever do that. There's no American that I know of who has been um, talked well about for machine gunning innocent children. I don't think every innocent, I
0: don't think out of like the thousand people that were put to death, I don't think all of them were innocent. I mean... <laughs>
1: That's the fucking stupidest thing I've ever heard. That's just like if if our prison system was 50-50, and you're saying, yeah, but some of them do belong in there, so it's good. We would think we had a bad fucking prison system. The fact that a lot of people are against uh, capital crimes to execute people in this country is because once, every once in a while, an innocent man could fucking be killed. That makes those people go oh, I want the whole system stopped then, to, to know that there's any injustice of, of all. It, it, it trumps any of the good stuff that you're talking about. If you were telling me, oh, the police, they do a good job, they the, the police in some town arrest 80% guilty and 20% of people they frame, we would say that's the most corrupt police force we've ever heard of. We would never put up with it. He, he he was. This was right after
0: a revolution. They were trying to get this country and yeah. round up. Take your time, every... motherfucker.
1: What's the hurry? You still fucking haven't replaced any of the buildings or fucking cars down there yet. Take your time. He was put in charge
0: of the prison by Castro. He just needed to get things done. So he can move on. I to get it. Help. It's,
1: it's much easier to kill people than to sort through it. I understand. You're under a time restraint. You know? But you're asking me, if as I said, Fez, uh, did you clean the office? And he goes, yeah, I fucking burnt the whole thing down. <laughs> None of the fucking trash is in there anymore. You have nothing to worry <laughs> about. i have to say to him, Fez, you went a little too far. Um, Here is... Here's Michael. You're on the Manifesto Show.
5: Hey, it's a pleasure to talk to you. I'm a uh, Cuban-American. Uh, my grandparents came over from Cuba. I've been born and raised in the United States. There's a direct relationship between Che and a very famous American who thought the government was bad, and so he struck out to punish that government, and that person's name was Timothy McVeigh. And no human in their right mind would wear a Timothy McVeigh shirt, but McVeigh... And Shay, for your very young, uneducated friend, are the exact same. They had problems with the government, so they killed innocent people to try to overthrow that government. It's, it's ludicrous think anything good about a mass murderer, whether he's in the United States or whether he's in a pathetic government such as Cuba, which I agree is the worst government in the world. But uh, how how ludicrous to, to think that Che had any redeeming qualities. It, it shows his immaturity and his lack of world knowledge.
1: Uh, and I know you live in Miami, right? You probably don't yeah. realize it because it doesn't play as big in Florida. But around the country in colleges, there are a lot of young people would chase stuff up. Oh, everywhere. And it gets played up very big. Now, obviously, it isn't in Florida because you have immigrants. And if you wore that shirt down the street, older people would stop you and say, I was there. You know what I mean? Exactly. exactly.
5: I was there
1: and tell you their perspective of it. And it was pretty fucking horrible what took place.
5: Exactly, I think he started off right, and just like you and I could probably say, uh, the early Timothy McVeigh was probably a, a person who wanted political change for the good of the United States. But, uh, you know, you could say the same for Hitler. Hitler wanted a good Germany but let's don't talk about the 30-year-old Hitler uh, because the things he did after that were so horrifying. Just like the end result of McVeigh, the end result of Che outweighs any possible good. Your analogy to the uh, pedophile priest was perfect. Yes, he may be a good priest, but if you end up uh, molesting children for 20 years, uh, you've undone any possible good to be remembered by.
1: Thank you, my friend. Um, here is Ian in Florida. You're on the run of Show.
2: Hey guys, uh, same thing. I echo the last caller's comments also. I'm a a second generation Cuban-American. My great-grandfather was actually killed by Cuban revolutionaries. My family's land was taken, uh, you know, and to kind of put Che on this pedestal, and ends don't justify the means. He may have started off with the right initiative, but in the end, he was just a, a mass murderer. And, uh, Again, just the, the ignorance is what bothers me the most. I, you know, I just can't help but take offense to it. And, you know, I, I went to Florida State. I went to school outside of Miami, which is, you know, different than the rest of the state of Florida. Sure. But I had friends there that, you know, would wear the Chase shirt. I even had friends who would wear, like, the Confederate flag shit. And I'm like, all right, you know, it's... It's your own kind of distorted interpretation of history, and you can justify it, but your moral universe doesn't really define what the actual facts are. And I just think that, you know, it kind of becomes cool to wear the t-shirt or whatever because Rage Against the Machine started back in the 90s
1: or whatever, but... It's just ignorance. You think was a mass murderer? Plain and uh, simple. You know, and to, I think it was Fez, did you make the point that you, uh, you do one bad regime with, an, with another bad y- regime? Yeah, just re- yeah. replacing. So, right. Um, and that is a difficult thing because I, I do think that when people go for regime changes that they do have some high hopes. I don't think that they're all just thinking of themselves from the beginning. Um, and I totally get why you would go around the way that the islands in South America was at that point, see that kind of extreme poverty and think something had to be changed. Um, but th- that the the executions is where I kind of, it looks to me like madness set in. Madness had to have fucking been part of that. Um, Jason in Chicago, you're on the run of Fez show. Hey
2: guys, I think the Duke liked it spicy. But uh, I just wanted to tell you that there's something that's easy to fact-check. If you go and look online, Che Guevara not only acknowledged to the United Nations that they were executing people, he was proud of it. And so you don't have to go farther on the Internet to find videos of people being killed in the name of Che Guevara and the revolution. So you know, I don't know what to tell you about these young people that wear these shirts around acting as though they have some... Some moral equivalency that they can draw between the United States and a revolutionary Cuba—they replaced one murderous bug with another, and there, there's just your previous colors of it is on the head. There's just nothing redeeming about the guy. He was a sack of shit. So, you know, anybody that wears a shirt is pretty ignorant, and they should be forced to go down and walk around a little Havana with him and see how that works out for him. I so should be forced well. to walk
1: around a little Havana. That's not fair I think under think any
0: circumstances There were some redeeming qualities to the guy. They whenever his name is brought up, they're just oh, immediately shot down. but I think there's a lot of things that we could learn from him, and just he was just ahead of his time and a lot of his ideas and I
1: think that we can just also acknowledge his mistakes okay but, well let, tell me educate me because I don't know all the story. Tell me how he was ahead of his time. He desegregated schools in Cuba before
0: they were even desegregated in the US. He I think he warned of the dangers
1: of trans (laughs) fats. Smoking? Did he not like smoking? He was into the trans (laughs) fats thing before anyone else. (laughs) So mark my words. Go ahead.
0: No, he like he warned people of just the puppet government type situation where basically South African or South American countries were just treated like sweatshops and just tried to help people that were not as fortunate as himself, even though he could have. He was a doctor and he came from just a kind of a higher it class gave him life. Yeah. And he just abandoned that to help Isn't younger people. the doctor
1: people? thing somewhat in debate? I mean, he certainly wasn't doing the same kind of medical school that you were in the States. You know what I mean?
3: He was a doctor of death.
1: But you know what I'm saying? Like, I had never heard that when we think of, like, a doctor, we think of, what, like, eight, ten years of schooling? I don't <laughs> think Che had any of that.
3: <laughs> then you're an intern. You're interning at the fucking and I heard death. the
1: only thing that he would treat was leprosy. I'm not even making that up. Because I guess it was still rocking down in South America at the time. Yeah, big time. But who else really wants to help those people? They were just cast aside. Uh, If you read a little fucking book called The Bible, you'll see Jesus was on it long before Jay. I mean, just in the wrong era, I guess, by a couple thousand years. Um, Flipper let me know that most of his heroes don't appear on stamps. So he's backing me up. Um, Let's go over here to uh, Frankie, you're on the Face Show.
2: Hey guys, I I think if you want to look at 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 uh, like an American version of Che, you, you, you don't have to go far and look at Andrew Jackson.
1: I mean this this uh, guy, the Indian killings. Yeah, he slaughtered you know tens of thousands of Native yeah. Americans. <laughs> yeah, we have blood all over our fucking history books. He did his best to kill all of them. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. No shit. And and it's like you know you, you look at it as the the victors write history, but but Che's history is so recent that. We can speak to people who had firsthand accounts, you know, like the callers previously, and, and Shelp. That's what you got to listen to. You you, you got to sh- stay open-minded.
1: Um, that's Shelp's thing. Uh, Chris in Dallas, you're on the Run a Face Show. Did
2: you say Chris in Dallas. Yeah, I did. Hey, Ronnie, how's it going? Good, buddy. Well, I wanted to speak a little bit to uh, the last caller's point. out there, going to bring up Andrew Jackson as well, but. I mean, if you look at anybody on any of our, our dollars, you know, our 20, uh, Dwight Eisenhower, he's on our coins. I mean, all these people have done things that I think would be comparable to, to Che. I mean, nobody Absolutely perfect, not. Dwight ability.
1: Eisenhower never gathered up fucking people and massacred them. Dwight Eisenhower was a general in World War II. China, there has never been anyone who's accused Dwight Eisenhower of war crimes.
2: Not personally, but if you look at how they firebombed Tokyo, how many <laughs> Well, you first of all, Dwight Eisenhower
1: in was in time? Europe at the time, um, but I, I understand what you're saying. The atomic bomb in Japan, I think, should be talked about all the time, and the fact that this country never used another one under any circumstances let you know that it shook all human beings uh, to its core. But I, I cannot sit here and let you get away with saying fighting the Nazis in World War II or Mussolini in, in Italy is the same thing as lining people up that are unarmed, men, women, and children and fucking cutting them down with machine gun fire. It's two it's two different situations.
2: I mean I, I understand it's not exactly comparable but there's no villainization um, of these people as much as Che Guevara. Maybe he didn't Yes, because they they,
1: they handled themselves. One was an honorable general and the other one decided he became judge, jury and executioner and uh Shelby let us know is because time was a matter. It was a matter of time, that's
3: all. He <laughs> needed this shit done, done <laughs> what yesterday. One Shelby's
1: defenses is, is, hey, I'm sure we'd all do things a little differently.
0: <laughs> There's no time.
1: Uh, you got the last word, Shelby.
0: Overall, I think Shea Guevara did do some very atrocious things, but I think we can learn from the good things that he did and help apply those instead of just casting them aside.
1: Charlie Manson was also really nice to dogs. And I'm not making that up. He was great with animals. I think Hitler was too. And, there you go. Let was, put up pic-
0: pictures of them at PETA. Let him watch your German Shepherd on the weekend. But I mean,
1: your kids might end up in a mass grave. Let me tell you something. When this doesn't get up brought up a lot, but I'm going to fucking say it here now. Oh, shit. Hitler and Ava Brahm Yeah. used to like to watch dogs fuck. What the? And then they would each masturbate while they watched. I'm glad they're dead. And then Hitler would be like this. I wish that was me with a pink dick inside your little pussy.
3: <laughs> you could have taken this dick out. And Ava
1: Braun would be like this. <laughs> soaking wet disgustingly soaking wet. I
3: didn't know those Nazis got freaky like that. Sloppy. Sloppy. Damn. She got worked up.
1: Uh, I'm going to do one more guy because he's been to Cuba. Here's Sean. New Orleans, Joe, I'm Hey, how's
2: it going, guys? Good. Hey, we were just talking about the infrastructure and all and the, uh, all the Shea Guerrero shirts. I actually spent two weeks down there and it is kind of weird coming back from a place like that and seeing all the college kids you know wearing the shirts, and you know it's just it's' just a very bizarre thing because over there you know he is a hero everywhere you see it's all Shay and Castro and every everywhere, everywhere you go' that's pretty much all you see there's no advertisements you know it's all propaganda
1: here's um Hicks, come over and look this is one of the things that they this is one of the posters that they have death proof put this up. On the I bang. Oh. But that's disgusting, right?
3: Oh, that is fucking awful.
1: And look at the hate in that man's eyes. That look at the disgusting hate.
3: The death's head is what that is.
1: Look over and look at this, Shelby. Jesus. This is the picture's up on the I bang. Um and we didn't want to come over here where we'd all get the left. Yeah, put it up there and make it small. Slower. Slower down. Gosh. Slowly. Slowly, like it's like you're actually Pulling a lever with an incredible amount of weight. Now click on it to make it larger, but slowly click. Slowly click it again. Slowly clicking again. Like you're. Dra- yes, that's it. Like it's a dead horse that you have to drag up a hill. Look at the hate in that ma- man's face. <laughs> Fucking cold blooded, dude. That's a guy who would cut the guts out of his show and eat them. <laughs> Raw. Well. Shelby, I think you're turning quite a few minds today. You know, by the way, listening to your case, I was imagining if you were my lawyer and I was sitting there, (laughs) and I would be going like this, please show some passion. It's like my client probably didn't kill anybody, I don't think, or at least not all of them. Like some he might have, but I don't... I mean, when you do put him in jail, don't put him all the way in, like in the back, but let him be up front. Here's a plea
3: deal? Because I don't he, like...
1: Could he have a fish in jail? Like, just take a fish in with him? Either to keep in a bowl or to eat. And sometimes... <laughs> Shay would do good things... <laughs> Like, he took everybody in the country out to McDonald's.
3: And they were hungry.
1: But then, he's like, no one gets any fries. And some of the people even had their own money. And he goes, I fucking told you no fries. He just starts screaming at them. Dick. Oh, and once he called a girl the N-word. <laughs> it just, I like to see a little more forceful. I'm glad that picture's still up in large. Still there, still up. It's
3: freaking me out. Like yeah. it's staring right at me.
1: Great job, death proof. I don't I, think that guy will ever die either.
3: I don't feel comfortable. Do you
1: feel? Oh, it's time for me to go to the scratch parlor.
3: See a scratch parlor. Goddamn it, it's such a good idea. I just have to like get funding and. A the only
1: front. way that this back scratcher would be better yeah. is if we tied. Fucking razor blades to the end of it, so it's just slicing into our backs. No, the fucking blood's gonna pour everywhere. You can't be getting. Oh, fuck- I forgot. You're the whole of the show. You can't, you can't have. Go with the bit. It can't be fucking blood pouring out of the scratch parlor. I'm just starting to start play good, no good with you. <laughs> I'd like to start a Kickstarter for our back scratcher. I guess then it would be a back starter or a kick scratcher?
3: scratch starter. Or an itch
0: starter. Oh. Scratch kicker, maybe.
1: Now, if you get your back scratched, do you demand a nice rub over it, or can you just go from scratch to nothing? I can go scratch to nothing. That's fucking insane. <laughs> it's got to have a little rub at the end of it.
3: I like the residual scratch I'll feeling. actually
1: say like this. Where's the fucking rub? <laughs> you can't walk away without a rub. It defeats the whole
9: purpose. What?
1: Bigger, but slower. Bigger, but slower. What are you doing, Chris?
3: I'm making a break signal as if I had something in my hand and I was breaking it.
1: Well, i never gotten into your fucking head today. What do you want to talk about?
3: Uh, I need to talk about the Cleveland Browns and their fucking um, latest move. Okay, I have to. I fucking have to talk about this because I feel like my when I read this yesterday, I felt like my brain fucking exploded.
1: Let me guess. You're gonna come up with an anti-Cleveland thing, right? Because I just want to say one thing to you it might change your mind. What? All the little chicks with the crimson lips say Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. rocks. Cleveland, Cleveland rocks. rocks. Living in sin with your safety pin, Cleveland Rocks. Disco sucks. We'll be right back at the Rana Fest Show. show, Thursday. That is the artist today, Neil Young, hey, hey, my, my, what can I do? Out of the pink and into the back, who could ever forget those incredibly smutty lyrics. Uh, it is the Ron and Fez show, we're slowly moving towards Friday here. Chris Stanley on deck with us today, playing the part of musical chairs. You said you had some big story in your mind today.
3: Uh, Yesterday evening, around 6 p.m., the the, uh, Browns announced they traded their first-round pick, third overall from last year's draft, Mr. Trent Richardson, to the Colts for a first-round pick in next year's draft. Basically, within... Not even a third week of NFL starting, giving up the entire season. Uh, Trent is not there. They might sign Wolves McGahee off the fucking scrap heap. And they're f- starting a third string quarterback this weekend against the Vikings. If you're a Browns fan, just stop doing it because these people don't give a fuck
1: about it. Well, you, you, I would have told him that many years ago.
3: This is fucking egregious as a fucking as a as, as a
1: friend. Maybe they don't think Trent's the fucking future. Maybe they've seen him; they don't like his attitude, and feel better about the the people coming in this next year. Maybe they got their eyes on a certain clowny.
3: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they, well, they also the fucking rumor is they want Weeden's out. They don't even want him fucking coming back. They're right. done with him. But. How can they have any sort of confidence in drafting players? They've the fucking Browns have had high draft picks for a while now. It's not like they're fucking have been doing yeah, well.
1: I will agree with you. They're a terrible organization. There's no doubt about that. That's an awful organization.
3: It makes the Jets look smartly run. This fucking crazy move for a single draft pick in the first round next year's draft? It's it's they should no one should show up at the fucking games. For giving up two weeks in.
1: Instead of being mad about the uh, Browns, aren't you happy with, for the Colts? They just made their their chances look a lot better this year.
3: Yeah, they did, and for just fucking Ursa tweeting out like N- this, we're building a monster in all fucking yeah. caps, like a fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah. That, now the Colts just look ridiculous with they, they don't have to fucking worry about Bradshaw or not Bradshaw. They just <laughs> signed him in soft season. It's it's this NFL's fucked up.
1: It's not as fair as you want it to be, Chrissy. There's no doubt about that.
6: Uh,
1: This was, I thought, was an odd story. The Cowboys Stadium uses more energy per per day than Liberia, (laughs) than more than an entire nation.
3: That makes me even more depressed now than the fucking over after this Browns thing. Mm. There's no need for that.
1: And uh, the ex-heavyweight champion of the world, mainly forgotten, but this guy beat Muhammad Ali in a fight before, uh, actually broke Ali's jaw, if I'm correct, as well as lost a decision to him that was controversial in the very least. Ken Norton uh, passed away at age 70. Uh, More important even than that, Ken Norton was starring in the movie Mandingo. The movie that I saw that brought up a fact to me, wait, there can be interracial sex?
3: It broke barriers.
1: No one saw it before, as far as I know. In this movie, you got to see a very large man crushing a tiny little fucking blonde girl.
3: But she wanted that forbidden love, right?
1: Yeah. Although, she even said if he didn't do it, she was going to say that that, that he raped her oh. and now uh, here's the ironic thing while that was happening her husband was off having sex with a slave
3: that's fucking was no one faithful back then or did they did they like it did if i talk... told
1: you the way that that fucking movie ended you wouldn't believe
3: it <gasps> never seen it does everything turn out okay <laughs> Dude, run away right, I'm just going to say
1: spoiler alert: everyone, turn off their radios who doesn't want to hear the end of the movie Mandingo. A- am I in a world that I'm the only person who has seen Mandingo? I haven't seen about it. the fighting slaves, Mandingo. All right, so they go out, and a lot of like Candyland was based on that from the last Tarantino movie. You know, mm-hmm. it was set up like that. Yeah. So there's Mandingo, Ken Norton, who, by the way, Ali used to call porn actor because he did this role. In this fucking movie, um, Susan George, I think, is the blonde girl. She had sex with the Mandingo. Her uh, husband, well, Susan George's husband, went off and had sex with a black slave. So you're basically getting these things going back and forth. And I'm telling you, as a kid, you know, I'm seeing this and I'm like... I had never even thought of the possibility in those. This is the 70s. We had no possibility th- of thinking that blacks and whites <laughs> <laughs> went this way. It was it was like, okay, now I get it. There's a lot more to the world than I thought. So, again, turn off your radio if you don't want to get Mandingo spoiled. Uh, the white uh, woman and... Uh, white man got back together, oh. and he was still fighting his Mandingo. The Mandingo would go out and fight to death other Mandingo slaves, and they would bet money on it. So you've got everything. You've got double interracial love. Um, you've got Southern hospitality, and you've got a death sport all playing itself out. Um, so... The woman makes the announcement to the family, I'm pregnant. Everybody's all happy about it. Oh. They have the baby. Oh, no. Yeah. The Mandingo was the father. Oh, So the white guy who we are a fucking... Fan of now, right? You know what I mean? We like yeah. him because he's got a nice black chick for himself. And let's face it, these two fucking swing in their own way. Yeah. Without telling each other, they fucking swing. Him and a doctor immediately get some poison and kill the fucking baby without thinking about it. Jesus Christ! They kill a baby without thinking about it. He goes over. He's got a fucking gun. He forces the Mandingo... Who we love, because it's Ken Norton, the champ. Yeah, he's getting that white girl. To build a big fire, put this giant pot of water to boil it, and then he goes into that fucking pot. He puts that fucking guy in the pot. They We're bo- freaked the fuck out by the end of this movie. The b- boil man did go to death? Yeah. Did he know he was building his own fire? Oh,
3: yeah. All right. Oh, God.
1: And I mean, this was like kind of a tacky movie, but James Mason was in it. And there was a scene. This is how fucking weirdly racial this was. He said that he had like rheumatism or arthritis or something. And the way of, that he would cure it is that he would take his shoes off and put his bare feet on a little black boy's belly to push, <laughs> to push the disease brutal. into him. It was fucking crazy. Holy shit. Mandingo was insane.
3: This sounds like the fucking greatest movie ever. I mean, horrifying. It was
1: really fucking great. I haven't seen it in many
0: years. And what's weird is like, it's kind of offensive shit going on and it's called Mandingo. But there's like a... I think a pretty successful series of porn films called Mandingo, yeah, they're today. named after him, yeah,
1: Mandingo, I believe was actually a tribe, and nobody seems to really have a tribe. problem with it, no, yeah, they were like a tribe um, I'm trying to think of all the people that were in the film. I know that uh like I said Susan George, James Mason, I think Perry King was the other actor. But also a guy that was in the movie, remember in Stripes, the yeah. fucking sergeant, whatever his name was. He's <laughs> he's in it, he's in it. <laughs> and he's out fucking, you know, banging slaves and stuff.
3: Oh, so they're all getting theirs. Airways.
1: Oh yeah, it was down south.
3: Yeah, you know, Warren Oates. Warren Oates. Warren
1: Oates. That's exactly right. <laughs>
3: That's it. I'm putting, I'm fucking watching fucking Mandingo
2: on Netflix. It has to be on Netflix.
1: Time you're on the Renafade Show.
2: Hey, Ron. That that truly was probably one of the most disturbing movies as a kid I'll ever... Re- I can't forget that movie. But the <laughs> baby, didn't... Wasn't the baby killed by a time It's some Philip accord and the, the uh, midwife was like crying, a black midwife was crying when it happened?
1: I, I know I was freaked out during the scene, but I said, I thought he. the doctor said, go get me my special bottle. And they fucking, you know, but they definitely killed that baby. And I remember being freaked. I'm like, a little while ago, we're all fucking being turned on with this interracial fuck fest that's been going back and forth. And now we're going to this place. Um, Tom, you're on the Run of fed show.
2: Yeah, Ron, talking about scenes from that movie, you already mentioned the drain in the rheumatiz out the kid, out the guy's feet, into the baby. Yeah. The kid. But another scene I remember was this sweet little old white woman with a shawl around her and a bonnet on her head, checking the slave's teeth, putting her fingers in his mouth to check his teeth to see what shape it was in.
1: Yeah, they would. It, would, it was fucking, like, offensive, right? Yeah. But at the same time... Trying to stir like interracial thoughts to people. It's, I honestly think it was like subversive.
3: It's kinda like trailblazing a little bit. Like I think it oddly was. It could be up there with
1: Roots. It almost came out the same time as Roots. They it's, were around the same era. It's a lot sexier than Roots. Um well Roots was on TV and this was being shown <laughs> at a drive in. Hey Blowhard, how you doing, buddy?
11: Hey man. You know, I saw it in the drive-in, and one of the weird characters in the movie was Mr. Bentley from the Jeffersons. <laughs> the beginning, he was one of the buy bi- guys at the slave market. And when they mentioned the old lady before, she she took a stick and said to the guy, go fetch. Um, Ken Norton played Meade, and they took him to fight down in New Orleans, if you remember. Yeah, And he fought a big, to the death they would fight, and they would wager. And he fought a guy named Topaz. And he ended up biting him in the shoulder blade in the jugular and winning the fight. But my favorite scene was the end when you talked about the big pot of water that he had to boil and he yeah. in a minute. The other slave who came with the shotgun, when he uh, he was going to shoot James Mason, and James Mason looks at the guy and goes, You nigger," And the guy shoots James Mason in the stomach with the shotgun. It was one of the most bizarre, freakiest movies. And you're right, he took the, the little kids on his feet. He called them the little suckers. And then he had two kids on each side of him fanning him with peacock feathers.
1: It was the craziest movie. The
11: and by the way, the baby was bled out, and they poisoned Susan George. Oh, they Holy killed shit. her. Yeah. Scorched her. They, shirt when they cut the guys. cord. They cut the baby to bleed it out. And then they said, well, we're going to get you something to relax you. And that's what he said to the doctor. You know, go get that bottle. And they poisoned her just for the for the sin of having the interracial baby. And Perry King, if you remember, was gimpy in that movie, and uh, he was whipping his slave, and the cracker was there whipping the slave, and Perry King said, let me show you how to do it right. And he started just whipping the Oh, It was just such... It
1: was insane.
11: And when I saw Mr. Bentley uh, slave trading in the beginning, it was... Uh, and it was funny, because it was a great film. Dino De Laurentis made the film... Um, and it had a muddy waters uh, theme song when it opened up.
1: Well yeah, like we said, they, they did they waters. definitely spent money on this thing. There's it was no... no low
11: budget movie, exactly. Yeah.
1: There's no doubt about it. Uh, CJ, you're on the run of Fez show.
2: Yeah, CJ yeah, hey Ron. Yeah, but is, is
4: Yeah, I'm right here.
2: Yeah, where well, was the fake outrage, Fez. This movie's got everything. It's racial, it's got baby killing. It's
1: got whipping. Come on, where's the fake outrage? Fez is never going to have fake outrage with Ron. If Ron's saying it, it must be right. Uh, here's Andy. Andy, you're on the Ron Fez show. Hey, hey, Ron.
2: You,
1: you know you got a good thing. Remember when they, they hung that guy? We say when you hang me, kiss my ass. Yeah. <laughs> I also- do. I, 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 I'm saying this, and I guarantee you. It's been well over 30 years since I saw this fucking movie. but it's, and, and I would never say that it was a good movie, yeah. but it was so shocking to me that it fucking stayed with me.
3: It sounds pretty fucking great.
1: The only thing I've ever seen more shocking and disturbing yeah. is Chris Stanley's home videos of his life growing up in Queens.
3: A lot less interracial in that.
1: That shocked me to my core. Lots of pots of boiling water, though. Mm. Uh, James, you're on the Run of Fez show.
2: All right. This might be a stupid question, but Blowhard just mentioned uh, the, the cracker. So that makes me wonder, was that the dude who used the bullwhip or whatever? Is that where the term cracker came from? It's, ex- was it
1: the guy it's exactly right. The cracker, it's actually a Florida term was when you cracked the book they used to call cowboys crackers it wasn't such a negative thing to say so even when you were you know they would drive these cows and stuff with that they would use the whip and then the cracker was the guy who kept the slaves moving by snapping a whip back and forth now peckerwood i couldn't tell you where that comes from
3: At least I now I know what a fucking crack, why, I'm, why I'm, I'm called cracker.
1: Well, I also call you a cracker a lot of times, too, because you're either covered with cheese or peanut butter. <laughs>
3: I love f- finger foods. They're just so
1: fucking, they get the best of me. That's hysterical that you would fucking lower the thought they call that finger foods.
3: Yeah. A little cracker and some fucking cheese. Yeah, it's a finger food to me. We're reading with our fingers, aren't we, people? <laughs> oh, well, we. Do our best, I guess. Yeah. We do our best. Peckerwood came from California prison slang.
1: What's that? Give me the whole background.
3: In 1940s, the abbreviated version, wood, uh, entered California prison slang, originally meaning an oaky, mainly from the San Joaquin Valley.
1: So any reason that it's peckerwood?
3: And a woodpecker uh, was used as the symbol for white power
4: skinheads and pro-white groups. What the fuck? There's the bleed-through again at the end of the show.
1: Is that you, Fez, or...? Why would you do that?
4: I don't have ESPN clicked on, and I didn't touch my microphone. Let me see if Deadspin puts it on, if we're going to sports
3: websites.
1: But why would it it go right along with what we're talking about? Sounds like the end credits of Mandingo. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. They're playing Dixie.
3: Yeah, that's fucked nuts, dude. Someone's fucking with us.
1: Rattle one of the wires of the computer.
6: All right, hold on. Here
4: we go. Pull. Oh.
1: Is it that computer? We've had people check it, right?
4: Yeah. Yeah, we've had people check, and all of these are new computers.
1: Well, the fact that they're new computers or not has nothing to do with you have a board there. You know what I'm saying?
4: Yeah, and it's you not... Can,
1: you could can have a supercomputer, mm-hmm. but it would be one thing if we heard it in the room, but we're hearing it over the air. What type of computer should not have the matter whether it's on the air or not?
3: This is a fucking mystery that we can't solve. Every day it's like something else starts the music.
1: But do you, do you guys understand what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, how do you blame the computer when something is on the air.
4: If something has to be fucking bringing it on the air. If if wires got screwed up to something else when the new computers got wired in.
1: But that would have nothing to do with what kind of a computer that it was. Right? Right. You have everything uh, down. There's nothing up at all.
4: There's nothing up that would be playing that.
1: Is there anything up that wouldn't be playing it?
4: The microphones? The telephones? Oh, no. What?
3: This fucking... what about the 360s. Those are up, right? They could technically be
4: playing it. Well, they're not even moving. He is right about
1: that. Most of the Those time, wires
4: aren't even getting
1: touched. And I'm hitting this now. <laughs> Most of these don't even fucking don't, work.
0: And we don't have, like, Springsteen on there, do we?
1: <laughs> no, that's a very good point. That's, um, that's a really good point. Remember we were going to play this? Yeah. yeah, what do you want? <sighs> What's
4: that? I can't, I don't hear that.
1: Do you hear something?
4: I hear a piano.
1: You don't hear it in your headphones?
4: No, I don't hear it at all.
1: So maybe it's not playing in the room. Maybe it's only playing in the room then that fucking thing when that person went by somebody was all tied together like a fucking witch (laughs) show
3: is someone running from fucking one room like listening in the booth and then running back to fuck with us
1: I don't know they wouldn't have to do that they could listen through their radio
3: but there's a delay on the radio so maybe like cause this thing has been pretty spot on I
0: feel like I'm in The Conjuring 2 right now I didn't see is it good Unbelievable. Now is it better or worse than Conjuring One? Oh, now this is the Conjuring Two. Right now we're getting haunted. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> T right. O
4: Now I hear it very softly.
0: Well that's in every horror movie now Like music's playing And then the lady goes What the hell And runs in the room And then by the time she gets I'm starting
1: to a little it Fucking weirded out from this This fucking music is Also familiar to me I believe I remember it from a past life was a series of grisly murders in this studio before? Yeah, there was before we got here. The old radio show host killed his whole staff.
3: Oh, my God. Is he buried underneath these fucking
1: lifted On floors? Nice night, Just like this. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. Oh. Uh, September 19th, but this was back in the 1800s. <laughs> you know, uh, Sunday's the last day of summer. What? I didn't even realize
3: we were still in summer. Why not? Because it got cool. I was like, I guess that's over with. <laughs>
0: this music's probably reflective when we're talking about this. I feel
1: like I want a ship going to San Francisco. <laughs> Wait, is that an impression of me? As a cranky old black man? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought of something, boys. Summer's ending. We ought to kill a pig. Make ham steaks and bring
3: some watermelon up. All those things sound good.
1: Is it getting louder?
4: Yeah. It's definitely getting louder because I couldn't even hear it the first time you guys oh, did. Well, it's, as
3: soon as you started talking. As soon as Fez started talking? As soon as
4: Fez started talking, it
1: stopped. Do you think that's tied in with Fez's fucking mic? It's Fez's mic.
4: I know it has started this past week when I've moved this mic.
1: So, Fez, I waited all day for you to say that you were wrong about Big Brother. And just (laughs) your own ineptitude kept you from being embarrassed.
4: (laughs) Oh, yes, I was totally wrong about Big Brother because Andy won it. Finally, a gay man won it. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot during the process.
1: I don't understand that or how he's still negative about it. But it just, now you're acting like it was always the gay's fault. And before you acted like it was the show's fault. This is why your piece didn't run. You didn't know who you were angry with. (laughs) You just, the thing was like this. I hate the Eagles because Andy Reid sucks as a coach, and they fired him.
3: Wait,
2: what?
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, Craig, you're on the Run of Fetish Show.
2: All right, Ronnie. Who are you taking tonight, Mr. Thursday Night? Oh,
1: shit. Mr. Thursday Night. This is a toss-up game. And I got to think that Andy Reid knows these guys. Is Andy Reid going to really go 3-0, and though? And do I want to get behind Chip Chip Parade in a new offense and fly Eagles fly? This is the other fucking problem I'm having. Because it's a Philly game, I'm not exactly coming into this using a clear head. Who would you bet,
3: Chris? I would take the Chiefs.
1: Fezzy? Eagles. Fez has been my friend a lot longer than Chris Stanley. Yeah. And Fez would never fucking stir me wrong. Fez? Yes? Fly, Eagles, fly. I'm going to trust in you. Right. I'm going to believe in you, and I'm going to put my entire season on you.
4: Holy Take the Eagles tonight. This is intense, dude.
1: The homecoming gets ruined. If you go over, you will see that... Well, wait. The homecoming is in in Philadelphia, right?
4: Yeah, Andy Reid coming back to Philadelphia.
1: Oh, boo the fuck out of him. Boo him. <laughs>
4: I think it's going to happen.
1: I believe in you, Fez. Thank you. And Chris? Yeah. I don't believe in you.
4: Probably smart smart option. I fucking can't win. He tried to, to get you own. to take the Ravens week
3: one. I didn't try to tell him to take the Ravens. He ra- did. No, I did. I said you shouldn't even <laughs> fucking ban that game at
1: all. And yet I did, and I was so fucking happy. I know. It was a great fucking pick. Thank God for you, Fezzy. What
4: the f- I came on and off really quickly. Like a guy's dick. Oh.
1: First week I had the Broncos, second week I had the Patriots, and the third week Fly Eagles Fly on the road to victory. Fly Eagles Fly. Fuck Chris Dunley <laughs> It's a part of it it's He takes it in of- the ass He takes it in the mouth
3: Oh, I'm getting double teamed I'm getting railed out every hole The
1: fuck I'm fucking hearing it again That's Satellite of Love Wait that means Why aren't we convinced that Pips is behind this the whole time <laughs> Pips <laughs> I think it's Pips Why are you fucking with everyone You've got the board, right? Yes. And in, in this room, and it's not coming from any place in this room. No, there is nothing
4: on the board.
1: Look, it's Pip. Yo,
0: know, Brooklyn, fake out,
4: Pips, You've been found out.
10: This is this is craziness. I wasn't near the board. I was overdoing the phones.
1: Where's your um, intern? Taking a shit, probably. Jesus not Christ! No shitting during the show. I hold, look, Treat the show like a fucking long bus trip. You don't shit in the bus. I hold it until there's a break, and then it comes out. Do you me. realize that you can have a million-dollar bus, and they'll still tell you, don't shit in it? <laughs> That's what
3: we should change. Pink
1: Floyd will have a fucking bus. It'll be gold fucking seats, showers in it. And the bus driver will say, you know not to shit in this, right? Or else we're all going to die.
3: Why am I paying so much for this bus if I can't take a shit in it comfortably?
1: There's not a bus in the world that you can take a shit in without it smelling like shit. Not we, one.
3: We have to make a change to that, man. Maybe just put it on top of the bus. So, you, you get, like well, so what
1: you're saying is get out of the bus and take a shit? Yes. We're already working on No,
3: that. no, no. It's a, no, it's it's a stairs that you walk up into the into a porta potty that's on top of the bus.
1: You know, the the new cabs that they're making in New York have like a charcoal ceiling to make it less smelly. Christ. (laughs) You're you're less likely to smell your driver. And if we can do that, maybe we can have a charcoal toilet for the fucking buses. Finally,
0: because I've been getting screwed on long road trips. I have to go every two
1: hours like a bird. (laughs) Yeah, while you're flying, you shit that on people. <laughs> and he shits white. Oh, God. <laughs> Nasty, motherfucker. Well, it's not fully, you know, sometimes there's even little pieces of berry in
3: it. Oh. Digest that. Don't fuck it. That's
1: it for us. Uh, we never plug today because we forget, so we will double plug tomorrow. Yesterday, as we go, we're definitely going to plug more stuff, and we don't got so excited with Gina Gershon coming in. I got so excited with Che. (laughs) There was nothing better than that. Because Che is... He he shot people, but not all the way. (laughs) Just some shot. And one time he taught a a kid to swim. So... Communism is great. I say Che all the way. That's it for us. Fez, you got your funny story?
4: No, I don't have one.
1: you going to have one tomorrow? Yes. yes. He always says yes. <laughs> <laughs> In the most uh, we that, forget.
4: Goodbye uh, show.
6: Donk.